Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout. And be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout live and very live. Broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town, Kissimmee. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dubs. And this is your hideout live and on location for the Extreme Midget Wrestling. All happening now here at Sun on the Beach. So many details about that. So much to get done on this Monday night as we're back live with you. As you can imagine, there will not be any phone calls this evening. So the best way for you to participate is to either come up in person where we will have three roaming reporters on the floor here at Sun on the Beach and or two. We always welcome you to the message boards. That's uh, realradio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, and fullblownaids.com. Hefe, Dubs, uh, Chunks Corolla, executive producer is here. Tommy Bateman, our director, uh, handling we, things here. We saw Russ Rollins walking around already. He's uh, out here hanging out. Russ Rollins and uh, Bubba making his first uh, appearance out live in a long time. Here joining us as well at Sun of the Beach. And the full rack of interns, Matt Albert, uh, almost intern, Sealane, uh, <laughs> unpaid producer, Manhole, Napier, Pillow Pants. They all show up for the fun stuff which is the extreme midget wrestling. Uh, Dubs, here's what's going to happen. Uh, doors are going to open up at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And for the hundreds of you that bought your tickets in advance, congratulations, and get here early, because as we sit and look at you right now here in Sun of the Beach, I'm going to describe it for you. Directly in front of us, as we are on a big stage on your radio dial, where you are sitting in your car, is a cage... A steel cage. Uh, with, uh, I guess it's a boxing ring. It's a wrestling ring. Wrestling ring, boxing ring, whatever, with an actual steel cage. You have the classic folding chairs that you'll need for any mm-hmm. match. You can see the trash cans, which I'm going to assume have all of the uh, various weapons that these these midgets plan to <laughs> use on themselves. Mm. Now, I don't know if you heard this correctly. It's midgets. Yeah. Extreme midget wrestling. Steel cage match wrestling. First ever steel cage match. From what... Now, is that actual... That is true. So this is history. This is history. We're sitting here for pay-per-view for history. First ever midget steel cage match. And uh, apparently these guys truly do hurt themselves like... um like you would see in any extreme match. Like I mean, guys, it goes above and beyond that because uh, Chris Gotti, uh, one of the owners down here at Son of the Beach, is, uh, he uh, told us last time that a midget came out, grabbed a beer bottle, broke it, and stabbed one of the other midgets. <laughs> and he said it wasn't actually one of those fake beer bottles? No, it was someone that uh, was just standing in the crowd, grabbed it right out of his hands. All right, so that is going on. It's right here in the heart of Old Town Kissimmee. Uh, tickets now are uh, $20. So if you were not one of the hundreds... They got yours in advance and paid only 15 It is 20 We will bring up Mr. Russ Rollins and uh, Bubba as well. We will chat with him. I believe we'll be chatting with the midgets themselves. Um, I also understand that Wild Bill, the salesperson who put all of this together. Yes, it's all thanks to him. He is here. Do we have, I guess we probably have it back in the studio, Matt. Matt, if you have, 
I don't know if you could search it out, Tommy. If you want to call him and let him know where you could find the, the commercial for Wild Bill. Because I haven't heard it in a week. I've been on vacation. Now, here's the thing. We're back from vacation. Yes, we've I, been gone for a week. I was gone for six shows uh, all last week in the mixtapes. The last time... You guys were live, or the show was live. You guys were out at Universal. Yeah, How we were out at Universal Studios in uh, Orlando for their Universal 360. It was a great time. Um, but now all these mixtapes, we're here back live for Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Um, all right, Dubs, here's what I want to do. I want to tell some of my vacation stories. Mm-hmm. I want. Oh, we go- have plenty. Uh, as Dubs, I, went, I attended two weddings over the vacation. I have so many thoughts on weddings. They couldn't have been more polar opposite. Mm-hmm. One of them very, very ultra-religious and old school. There was no drinking. And then the oh. other one, just nothing but debauchery and drinking during the whole time. And even a little World War II um, action. Really? I think you probably oh. remember uh, oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, in that yeah, Catholic yeah, yeah. church. So we, we have that to get to. We also have a ton of audio from the last week. A little recap in the news. There were so many big stories that happened in the last week. And that's the worst thing about being on vacation, when you're sitting there watching the news, and you're like, Jesus, I would love to talk about this. You're, you're always hoping for the uh, the one big story of someone creating maybe one of the biggest blunders in career history. Mm. And then, lo and behold, Mel Gibson does it while I'm sitting in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have some of that for you as well. We'll check in uh, with the usuals. Again, we are at Sun of the Beach for the Extreme Midget first ever steel cage match. It's being taped live for pay-per-view. It's going to be on in-demand. Russ and Bubba from the Monsters are here. We're in the old uh, heart of Old Town Kissimmee uh, right here in Central Florida. you got uh, doors opening at 8 and all the fun goodness rolling from there. We also have just uh, other things to get to. I mean, there's a, Matt Albert came up with a game that I think if we have enough prizes, I'd love to be able to play, and that's uh, going around with um, Willow. I guess there's, uh, I don't know if you remember the movie Willow. Yes, yes. And because they're a midget, so we're going to roll with that. All right, right now, people in there testing the ring out. Yeah, we do. Now, they don't look like midgets. No. Um, they're the fattest midgets ever if they are. Uh, if, these, if they're midgets, then we're in trouble, and I'd like my money back. Mental midgets, maybe. Uh, Matt, they can hear you. Yes. I know. Loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear you right here. in the. Uh, as Whenever you come out, you're going to be able to hear the, uh, the broadcast. Uh, right here. I think they can even hear it outside on the streets. Mm. So we'll send the boys out on the streets to be some carnival barkers. I'd like to assign one of them with a wireless mic to, ba- to bathroom duty. And I don't know if maybe, I don't know if Matt out. Al- There's always a brother. There's always a black guy hanging yeah, out there. Just uh, hand the hands out for a little money and some soap. You, you could charge a dollar if people want to say something on the radio. All right, stop looking at me like that because your eyes wandering and it's creeping me I'm out. I'm sorry. Um, so anyway, all of that going on down here at J-Dubs. If you need the details, it's on hideoutheretics.net. It's on realradio.fm. It's on fullblownaids.com. Here's what I'd like to do. All right. I'd like to break early, mm-hmm. come back, and let's get started going through all the audio, all the stories and stuff that we have from vacation that we have not gotten a chance to touch on. So those of you that maybe were living in a vacuum in the last week or you just love to hear our take and opinion on the big news items, we'll do that. Was he able to find the Wild Bill audio, Tommy Bateman? He's uh, looking for it right now. Some, uh, I don't know. It's not in the beds for some reason. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get that. We'll get everything started live, Sun on the Beach, the Hideout, broadcasting live for Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. That's next in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. 
It is the first ever Extreme Midget Steel cage match. I'm so excited. Russ and Bubba from the Monsters. We'll talk to them toward the end of the hour uh, as the Hideout broadcasts live from Sun on the Beach, being taped live for pay-per-view, but you want to see it live and in person out here right now. Um, Dubs, I think we found the audio, the commercial for the for uh, the salesperson, Wild Bill, and he is the one who put this together. I had a, just an incredibly... Um, insane conversation with him beginning. I saw you stuck over there with him, and uh, I, I kind of just uh, moseyed my way around to the other side of the ring. I walk out of the bathroom, and I'm coming over just to say hi because I figure I should. Yeah. By the way, he has his tie off, but he has his shirt unbuttoned to, like, the third down, and you can see oh. all his chest hair. And you can see him macking on, like, a pretty hot young chick who's already out here. Now, what's funny about Wild Bill from Sales... Hey, what did you slip in a drink? ...is as soon as I walk out, he's like, Hey, who's that brunette down at the end? <laughs> it's my chick. Oh, good for you. <laughs> wow. Look at That's you. That's always creepy. Oh, now he's got his sunglasses on. Uh, for those of you... I thought Goose died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Rigor Mortis is that him. Um, now, for those of you not familiar with Wild Bill from Sales, or maybe this is the only place you've ever really heard him... Uh, it's this commercial for this actual event that we're at right now. Hit it, Matt. Time for an update. The scary son of a bitch that works on the third floor. Wild Bill from Sale. Check. Testing. Go see the hideout broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach, Monday, August the 7th. <laughs> All right, dude, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Go see the hideout broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach, Monday, August 7th at 7 p.m. for the first ever Extreme Midget Wrestling Steel Cage Match. Do you hear me? I'm talking midgets, wrestling with staple guns and pizza cutters in a cage and being filmed live for pay-per-view. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm telling you? Do you understand what we're doing? We're taking midgets and capturing them in a big giant bird cage. It's steel, but they cannot get out. They can't get out. We own them. They know it. Even Yellow Dog knows it. <laughs> Check. Go see the hideout broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach. Testing. Russ Rollins and Dirty Jim from the morning will be. <laughs> Sun on the Beach is located right off exit 65 on I-4, the heart of old time. Call or die, call or die, call or die, 407-719-3610 for tickets, or go to hideout page on realradio.fm for more info. <laughs> Death, hideout, August 7th, sun on the beach, go, 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 go. Are we ready? <laughs> I swear to God, I almost passed out from laughing. Can I tell you something? This clear channel stuff really is exciting. Oh, there Jesus. he is. I missed that promo, actually, when I was on hey, vacation. Hey, check one, too. All right. Yeah, I need some volume. All right, there he is, Wild Bill from Sales. Uh, now, what's so funny is we were playing that. Terrific Tom, our engineer. Mm -hmm. I'm sure was giving the look 
to Wild Bill that everyone else in the building gives him behind his back. Just the utter look of disdain and contempt. Like, I hate you. And, and terrific Tom just goes, yeah, you're right. Wild Bill, welcome out to your event, our event, uh, along with the Monsters and the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Thank you very much for uh, putting all this together. Anything you want to say? You seem like the ultimate carnival barker. I mean, we want people to get out here. Doors open at 8. Hundreds of tickets pre-sold. You can still get some tickets that are available if you come up now. Uh, what are you thinking, Wild Bill, as well, you look around? What do you got, Hollywood? Well, my sources tell me that the right, police, hold <laughs> hold police agencies are standing down. <laughs> All right, hold on. Here's what's interesting about this guy. We are here, and it's so apropos that he is in front of a wrestling ring. Mm because he's got his shirt unbuttoned with his chest hair sticking out, his sunglasses on. That's propaganda. <laughs> and it's just like the commercial. I'm going to tell you, I can't believe. Anyway, I go see. ahead. What? This is what I'm talking about. This is why this is going to be fun. I want something from you, Wild Bill. I want you to push the event. I want you to just get excited and tell us what's going on out here. Sell Turn the it. TV off. Stop watching CNN. The war will be there tomorrow morning, I can assure you. Take a break from watching the missiles fly. Come and watch the midgets. That's so, it. That's my, uh, that's and, it, guys. And you're right, because in all honesty, who wants to be weighed down with the thought of World War Three? Who wants to be thought, uh, think about uh, children and their limbs being torn off? We have midgets who are going to stab each other tonight, and that's what we're here to celebrate right, this evening. With broken beer bottles. For some reason. To the death. For some reason, sitting in front of Wild Bill, I feel like I want to buy a Geo Metro. <laughs> Just completely. You know what? That's a bunch of crap. You do not look like a damn car salesman. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Even Yellow Dog. Knows. What does that mean? Who is Yellow Dog? I don't know what Yellow Dog is. What chunks? He's got the Vince McMahon pose up there when he's holding the mic. Like, you know, he's rated. Look at him. He's always holding court. This is great. People tell me, is this guy real? I saw people posting, like, the bulletins to let everybody know on MySpace. And the best way to find out if he's real is to come plugged on in. And, I'm plugged in. Oh, I know. Well, they uh, they quote you. Wild Bill says midgets will die tonight. <laughs> come on out. The sun on the beach. I All I know is this. I am definitely plugged in. Am I happy about it? What, I, I don't you betcha. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you, uh, what Premier. are you doing? Now, I see you. I Wait, see I, you. I have a quick question. Hey, Pillow Pants, is he your uncle by chance? Stand <laughs> next to him. They do. No, 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 no. Very Premier. similar. I am not related. No. Yeah, they do look oddly familiar. <laughs> Can now, it's the damn haircut, okay? It's a hideout broadcasting live, Sun on the Beach, for Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Doors open at 8. <laughs> what a couple of goobers. As the two of them stand next to each I other. I know where you're sitting. Pillow pants with his uh, stupid grin. And uh, I don't know what Wild Bill's doing. Wild Bill, I see you hitting on the honeys. Do you have your eye on any particular other no, than my not, girlfriend? Not really. I'm, now, hang on a second. If anything, if nothing else, I just told you I have good taste. Yes. Right. Maybe I need to break up no. with her now just because you're eyeing her. And uh, I almost feel like she's been visually raped because of the way you were staring at her. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You may uh, as well again, put her a pinball machine. Ladies and gentlemen, machine. more propaganda. I really don't know where this comes from. I believe, I might be mistaken, but I believe that the hideout is working with the KGB. Okay, all right. Enough of Wild Bill. Wild Bill from sales. Let's hear it for Wild Bill. I'm sure we'll check in with you later. 
Once you're about seven, eight drinks in. Uh, Dubs, uh, here oh, we I are. I can't imagine a drunk Wild Bill. Uh, no, we had him in studio. Oh, That's yeah. where all that was. Um, Dub, let's get caught up on some of the big headlines throughout the week uh, that we missed. And actually, some of them continuing to be ongoing news. Um, obviously, you heard about Floyd Landis. He was the uh, Tour de France American who now, I guess, this is audio of him earlier on talking about the, uh, the tests, uh, about the extra t- testosterone in his body. Have you ever taken performance-enhancing drugs before? Um, see, I'll say no. The problem I have here, again, is that most of the public has a, an idea about cycling because of the way things have gone in the past. And so I'll say no. My goal is exactly what... Oops, sorry. Nope. Um, what do you think? Did he take him or no? Yes, definitely, without a doubt, he took him. And I don't care. I think uh, I think these drugs are good for the game. I'm, I honestly do. Listen, it's not about even being good for the game. How many of us are drugged when we do whatever we do for a living? Oh, yeah. How many of you get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee? How many of you can't do a broadcast without having cigarettes or having some That's sort of me. caffeine? And, and the thing is, per- perform- performance enhancers is such a broad uh, spectrum of things, and they, they never really break it down to what the drug is. Because if they did, it would probably everybody wouldn't think it was that big of a deal. But when you say performance enhancers, you always are thinking steroids now, right even, off the bat. Even when it comes to performance enhancers, I'm telling you now, we're here for the extreme midget cage match. You know, I want these boys to be hopped up on mm-hmm. testosterone, on steroids, on cocaine. I want them to be on whatever it takes for them to put on one hell of a show. Yeah, the best show is what you, you're trying to get there. You aren't looking for the purity of the, the cycling, you know? There, there is no purity of cycling. You sit on a bike and you pedal. I don't know. What, however you get, to get it done better is, uh, you know, even better for everybody. I don't even understand, too, how you can have performance-enhancing drugs are somehow wrong, but performance-enhancing equipment is okay. Example, bicycles. They're not riding wooden bikes anymore. They're the sleekest, lightest bicycles that they can ride. It's the same thing in sports. Baseball gloves, the best leather you can have, the best wood you can have. Aluminum bats now. It's all as much as you can to make the product better, but for some reason... You know, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't put these foreign objects into your body. As far as like when it goes to drugs, it's just outrageous. And so I feel bad for this guy because I guess his second round of testosterone got tested positive, right? And, yeah, and uh, he's uh, been uh, kind of stripped already. Uh, the the they've already said he's not considered the winner anymore uh, until it goes to more tests. But if you play that back again, he he knows he did. Have you ever taken performance-enhancing drugs before? Um, see. I'll, I'll say no. Exactly. I'll, I'll say no. He, he, he's just trying to be very vague with it. Well, here, again, is, here again is that most of the public has a an idea about cycling because of the way things have gone in the past. And so I'll say no. I, even when it comes to as far as taking performance-enhancing stuff, dude, Either you're like, let's say you're eating McDonald's or you're eating protein shakes. You yeah, one's I mean? going to help you perform better. And so I don't understand how sometimes how this testosterone doesn't help you. Let everybody do it. Then the best athlete, if everybody's doing it, they're all taking testosterone, the best athlete is still going to end up winning. Uh, there was a UFC fighter, Tim Sylvia. He's actually the current UFC World Heavyweight Champion. He won the belt uh, like two years ago, but he was stripped because he didn't like the way his body looked. So he took one that was... Uh, generated more for like burning fat, so because he, he was he's just a big guy and he's not really ever going to be muscular. 
And he just was me. He just hated the way he looked in pictures after he won. So he took a couple cycles, and then they busted him for that and stripped him of the title. So, so he's had to work his way back to like prove himself. Regardless, I see what they're doing out here now, Dubs. Uh, broadcasting live. Doors don't open till eight, so we're getting caught up on the week's news, uh, the week's headlines before we start actually getting the festivities going and the doors actually open up. But um, I just never understand how you can't make yourself better, even if it is through something like testosterone. How about giving him a little in? He doesn't even have a hip. Isn't that his whole thing, too? Yeah. He doesn't have a hip? Take a little testosterone. So what? That kind of evens the playing field, I, I think. I thought, like I heard, and the big story about him was that he can't walk, but he can ride a bike. So I don't know why they're stripping him. All right, this is uh, President Bush talking about, you heard Wild Bill selling you on the fact to come out to Sun on the Beach because the war will be there tomorrow. Uh, here's the president talking about the ceasefire and everything else. My goal is exactly what I said it was, and that is to hopefully end this as quickly as possible and at the same time making sure there's a lasting peace, not a fake peace. <laughs> not quite sure what that means, but uh, what do you think, Dubs? Uh, ceasefire or uh, let them uh, blow his ball out? Well, I, I think uh, we should just let it fight out because if it doesn't happen now, it's going to happen later. Without a doubt, this is not the end of it, even if we get a ceasefire. There's no way that these people can live next to each other without fighting. Here's the thing. And us getting into it is just bringing us uh, into being a bad guy in one way or another. You see the country's completely divided on it. 46% say keep going at Hezbollah. 44% say uh, ceasefire. Well, Hezbollah's been a, a, a thorn in our science for a long time. It's right now, dude. It's just like... Um, us when we were going toward Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, it's you got to go all the way. Mm -hmm. And where Israel would screw up is, hey, let's go fight another war while we're fighting Hezbollah, which, by the way, is exactly what our president did, ironically enough. My goal is exactly what I said it was, and that is to hopefully end this as quickly as possible and at the same time making sure there's a lasting peace, not a fake peace. And just really quick, I know, uh, here is... Um, Here's a, one of the Israeli guys, I don't know, uh, Daniel Alan. He's talking about like how long until they defeat Hezbollah. Well, I, I do not want to uh, term it in, in precise time, whether it's uh, days or weeks. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, it's uh, closer the, to days than to weeks. Right, that sounded like a bomb going off in the background. <laughs> uh, it's just a big guy falling on the, uh, the, mat. the mat out here at uh, Sun on the Beach. All right, dude, check this out. So I did a lot of flying mm -hmm. over my vacation. My very last flight from Detroit to Atlanta, right in front of me, was the most, like, Arab I had ever seen a person. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he had all white on, which from my understanding was, you're ready to die for your cause. 7-Eleven <laughs> hat, too? No, 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 no. That's, that's Indian. It's not the most. Name uh, tag. Oh. That's Indian. So, but this guy, he had all white on, including down to his Velcro shoes. He had the full beard, and he had his family with him. Mm -hmm. He had three daughters. I, I, actually, I'm assuming one was a wife and then two daughters. Okay. You couldn't see anything. They had, like, the ninja outfit on. Where all you, you didn't even see nostril. You, you, just, you could just see kind of like the eyeballs popping You out. saw eyeballs and eyebrows, and a lot of eyebrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's, that's just it was. Like caterpillars? Right, yes. Now, now you weren't checked at all during uh, any of your trips this week. And, no. Uh, did you see them checked? Uh, no. But mm. I'm telling you, here's the thing. And I almost I almost caused a major incident. <laughs> so the guy, we're in the air. And I'm, he's looking at his cell phone. Uh -huh. And I noticed his cell phone's on. All right? 
So I have to go then through my mind. Do I notify the, you know, yes. the, the flight attendant you and always say, do. hey, this guy has a cell phone on. He could dial three digits and we all blow up. <laughs> but, but like, and he had it on. He was looking at it. And he was like, he was waiting for a phone call or just waiting to say, hey, I'm dressed in white. It's all over. <laughs> So I don't know, though. Like, But based on the stereotypes and what you're thinking and what you're showing on TV and all this, I'm like, do I tell or do I not? Here's the problem. Here's the bleeding heart liberal in me. I was so scared to be accused of racial profiling that I was willing to let the oh, plane I, blow I up. I profile like crazy. you got to let those accusations fly. He could be a Johnny Quickfinger. You never know. You know, I, I go to, through a certain neighborhood. I lock my doors and roll my window up. I, I am a profiler. That's, That's what I do. It's all you have to do to be safe. If, yeah, I, Matt. if I see a white guy walking down the street and my door is unlocked, I'll lock the door. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's somebody I think looks dangerous, I'm going to lock the door. And, I'm t- I, and I wish I could tell you, there was there is no one that was more stereotypical than this guy was. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to. I mean, it wouldn't be racial profile. I mean, it's just safety. Nobody's supposed to have their cell phone on, and it interferes with the radio. You know. Here's the thing. Where, here's, uh, here's what happened on my flight. Right behind me, there were two people, uh, and they were uh, flipping through their cell phones during takeoff. And the lady got up and said, hey, you have to turn your cell phone off. And they threw a fit over it. They're like, why do I have to do it? Why do I have to do it? And it were, like, literally, like, uh, going off the, uh, the, uh, the uh, ramp at the time. And... Uh, when I when she said that, she's like, "It's just the rules. You have to do it." And they refused. So uh, they they get in a fight with her back and forth, and then they call the main uh, stewardess up, and she comes over and just says, "Hey, you've turned off." And they did it just to spite the other girl. They always do it just to one up. When your man when their manager says, then they have to do it. It's the Hideout Broadcasting Live. Getting caught up on the week's news headlines. Uh, Real Radio 104.1 and vacation stories. Doors open here at Sun on the Beach. Some people are beginning to pour in. They got someone to the midgets, too, I think. Um, that was a child. Oh, this is a family-friendly event, I believe. So anyway, regardless, so I realized, too, that I got a serious problem. Like Why? Because I would have let the guy blow the plane up, essentially, because I wasn't going to say anything for fear of being labeled a racist. I have no problem with that label. I know. You embrace it. It's on your card. Clear Co-host and racist. Custom tag. Clear Channel Radio. We'll come back. We'll chat it up with uh, Russ Rollins from the Monsters. Bubba is also here. And we'll uh, chat it up a little bit more. Again, the live broadcast. It is the first ever Extreme Midget Steel Cage Match. That's Sun on the Beach, Old Town Kissimmee. Hundreds of tickets pre-sold. You can't get your tickets uh, still. Just walk on up and get them. We'll send out our roving reporters and our carnival barkers to talk to the people out uh, on the streets. That's all coming up next in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Back live at Sun on the Beach, it's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, realradio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. Sun on the Beach in Old Town, Kissimmee. You've heard all about it. Tonight is the night we actually do it. Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Russ and Bubba from the Monsters will join us in just a little bit. Uh, let's go outside. I believe we have Matt Albert who is checking in with some of the heretics who are already waiting online. His doors open at 8. Dude, Matt, it's me out here. Manhole, who are you out there with? Uh, we got EJ from the U and Jimmy Jam out here. All right, let's talk to EJ. And Von Swat. A haircut? EJ, EJ, say hello. Hey, what's going on? I didn't know Matt got a haircut. Yeah, Matt actually did get a haircut. I noticed that when Awful. I very first got back from vacation. 
Uh, he I looks like a dead chia pet. I don't have headphones on, retard. <laughs> you hear? All right, man, he'll step away. If we're gonna give the, if we're gonna talk to someone, radio oh. stupid, radio retard, then you hand them the headphones. Yeah, they they're, finally did. All right, there goes chunks running outside to try to get everything together. As usual, 90 seconds late. Should I hit him with the mic? Now, hold on a second, EJ. Let me tell this story about Matt Albert, who's our six foot five, 500 pound, 21 year old black guy, whom we've come up with a stunt with, by the way, involving that ring. If the guys here at Sun on the Beach don't mind, here in just a second. Fantastic. So I live, so I live with Matt, and I get home Saturday night. Don't see him. Apparently he's already home. Didn't see him. All day Sunday, I didn't see him. I didn't see him until the first time this morning. So I really, I avoided him for 36 hours, and I, like everyone else, in shock that he shaved his afro in his big long goatee. Reason being, grandma. And his mom made him get a haircut before he went to go see Grant. His mom's a hair Nazi. I guess he had to go get his haircut right directly after the uh, airport because she did not want to see him with long hair. Three uh, hours off the plane, I had to go right to the barber. Now, why is it? What is it about your, uh, your grandma that makes you uh, not be able to grow hair? I don't know. Everyone likes to go to church. Everyone likes to, you know, look their Sunday best all the time. And apparently my, you know, seven-inch afro was not working for all of them. So it's shaved, and it just makes you look even fatter, ironically. Thank you. My head's odd-shaped. Yeah. Know. It looks really weird. Yeah. It's I, misshaven. I thought Thanks. Mine, I thought mine was a, EJ from the U out there. Uh, Heretic's already in line. Hideoutheretics.net. EJ, how did Heretic basketball go on Saturday? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we're going to be at Rollins this weekend. Uh, I haven't got it set up for us, so we're going to be into air conditioning this weekend. Oh, wow. Heretic hoop it up indoors. Come nice. up this Saturday. More details on that later on. All right, well, we'll see you boys in just a few minutes. Uh, let's bring it back inside. Dubs, I believe coming up next, we're going to be chatting with one of the actual midgets who is going to be... Uh, I saw him running around here. Um, I believe we'll chat with him when we get back from the break. All right, we'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll get a chance to get inside the mind of one of the extreme midget wrestlers. Sun on the beach, doors open in 15, 20 minutes. Uh, for all of you that got your, hundreds of you that got your tickets pre-sold, outstanding. Get out here, get a very good uh, view. And in addition to that, too, um, there are dig- tickets still available for those of you who want to walk up. I, I implore you. If you you're you now you do not want to miss this one. This one's uh, something we're going to be talking about for a long, long time. It's an it's an actual ring. They've got the steel cage for it. They've got. I heard them talking about do we have the pizza cutters? Do we have the staple gun? They're filming it for pay-per-view. Central Florida. This is an event you're going to want to be a part of if you're anywhere near. And the the event didn't get till start started until nine. Yeah, so, so you have plenty of time to get out of here, but you're gonna want to get out of here fast. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to one of the wrestlers, still Russ and Bubba from the Monsters, to chat it up with. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Hardcore midget wrestling and the Hideout live from Sun on the Beach. This is Sherry Stringfield from ER. Each year, between 10 and 20 percent of U.S. residents come down with influenza and 36,000 Americans die from it. But influenza is preventable through annual vaccinations, and there are now alternatives to traditional flu shots for healthy individuals. According to the American Lung Association, the flu vaccine is beneficial for all people. Ask your doctor or pharmacist which flu vaccine option is right for you. It's not too late to vaccinate. Want to have some fun? Volunteer. How? Coach a little league team. Teach others about computers or computer technology. Give advice on a teen help hotline. For more cool ways to help out in your community, log on to teensvolunteer.org. Pass on the floor when I'm 
Hey, this is Vanessa Carlton, and I signed on to a new program called Empower. If you think you or a friend might have a mental health problem, call 1-800-969-6642 or visit www.empoweryouth.org. That's the letter M, poweryouth.org. Life can get better. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. I got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Hey, Mom and Dad, since it's time for back to school, here's a multiple-choice kind of question for you. When it comes to high-speed Internet, who gives you a choice of Roadrunner High-Speed Online or Earthlink High-Speed Internet for your Internet provider? And who gives you a multiple-choice of speeds to fit my needs in your budget? Ah, this one's easy, because there's only one answer. Bright House Networks. It's even easy to order. Just call 1-877-892-EASY or visit MyBrightHouse.com. Broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach, it's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Um, the first ever Extreme Midget Steel Cage match. Russ and Bubba from the Monsters, we'll talk to them in a bit. I see the boys getting all set up. This is going to be taped live for pay-per-view. I believe going to be on in-demand, nice. if I read the sign correct, which was outside. We are uh, on Sun on the Beach in the heart of Old Town Kissimmee. You still think it's available, hundreds uh, pre-sold, but you still have the ability to come on out and enjoy this event. Uh, Dubs, you know, we've been saying for the longest time, and it's no secret that in radio, for some reason, midgets are... Gold? Yeah, the gold. You know, and it, you know, we're not the first one ever, and it, you know, the whole idea about it has been around for a very long time. What's remarkable, though, is that whenever you and I ever wanted to try to get anything going, maybe we had a bid or a stunt, uh, st- uh, stunt or something planned out... You can never get a hold of one. No, no, they're very tough to find. They're elusive. And then all of a sudden, we uh, find out, and this falls into our lap, with the extreme midget cage match wrestling out here at Sun on the Beach. Dubs, it's welcome into the hideout. Um, I know he's, he's got his game face on, but uh, we're going to be able to chat with him for just a little bit. Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. All right, how you doing, fellas? What's up, brother? Oh, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Obviously. You look like it, man. All right, now, you are... Uh, Here's here's what my unpaid producer wrote down. You were the head midget. So well, yeah, I own the company, brother. Okay, well then fair you enough. Know, I feed the midgets. I, it's, it's not much, but I, I feed them. Just so that people know, because it is the radio, and then you know a lot of people can come come out and see you. How tall are you? I am four foot four and totally hardcore. All right. Uh, there is nothing this midget won't do. I actually have a goal in life. I want to break down and destroy every midget on this planet. <laughs> so I am the only one left. Many me, I'll kill them. I'll get 
get all the movie roles. Tattoo, have you seen him in the last 10 years? He didn't commit suicide. I shot the little bastard. <laughs> you can't put a midget in jail. What cop's going to arrest you? You know what I'm saying? Every other cop's going to go, dude, leave him alone. He's a freaking midget. Uh, Puppet the Psycho Dwarf here in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Uh, you kicked uh, Drunky the Bear's ass this morning on That's the That's right. You know, he just kept talking and talking, and uh, so I just gave him a little little punch. Yeah, always put him in his place. You always got to put your stunt boys in their place. Um, Half-Pint Brawlers, um, what is this? Is this in stores the, the 22nd? Uh, yeah, what, what it is now is we're on in-demand. We, we did our Volume 1 already. We're here film, filming for Volume 2. Nice. Uh, so we're on in-demand pay-per-view right now, and we hit stores August 22nd. All right, now... Let me ask you, whenever you're going and you're pitching to somebody, hey, I want you to get behind this idea, mm-hmm. extreme midget cage match wrestling. That's right. Is it is it seconds, literally, when they start throwing down the cash? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I can't even finish a sentence. I, I uh, Right up here, that these guys have been treating us good. We're going we're gonna to have our, they're going to kind of become our home bar. Um, I Sun love the, the space here. Yeah, and I love the space here stuff. So, And we pull them in, you know, and uh, it's, it's money for them. It's money for me, and everybody's happy. Uh, Puppet the uh, Psycho Dwarf. Dude, you you banking really well off of this? I mean, it seems like you just got this incredible niche there. No, IRS, I don't make a cent. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying, brother? That's We're seven- a cash-based business. I don't make anything. It's 17000 that I claimed. That's right. it. Now, who are you facing tonight? Uh, we're doing a four-way tonight. Uh, we got Mad Max Immigration Sensation. We got, <laughs> I'm pulling for him. We got Tio, the tattooed midget. And we got Little Kato, the Dwarf Destroyer. All right, so now we've been talking about extreme midget cage match wrestling. Yes. We've been talking about um, staple guns, yeah, and pizza cutters. I mean, midgets are like strippers. You give us $1 bills, we'll staple them all over each other's body. All right, let me see. I'm trying to look. Yeah, up. and oh, the higher the bill, the higher the bill, sometimes we'll go to the nuts. You know, if I get a $100 bill, I'll staple them. Hey, I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, there you go, brother. All right, so that's just a little bit of what we can expect. Yeah, we got thumbtacks. We got pizza cutters, trash cans. An eight-foot steel cage will be embedded in here. Like I said, it's the first time it's ever done. This is no jokey joke wrestle. It's not a midget running around the ring biting somebody in the butt. You are yeah, going to see midget a, it's blood not, tonight, it's I promise a, you. It's not a dink type thing, you know, from uh, the old WWE. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. It's ECW, ECW style, but nice. we have to fall farther because we're midgets. All right, well, there he is, Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, man, thank you for having us out, brother. We appreciate it. The head midget. He's 35 <laughs> years old. Wow. 35 years old. I would have said 12. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I wanted to raise him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. I don't kind of want to whisper. What? As he's walking away, because I don't want him to hurt me. I didn't know midgets lived that long. <laughs> they can live uh, perfectly long lives. I think. I, like, but uh, I've never seen an old midget. You no, no. You, you won't see one that's like uh, 60 or 70, but 30 uh, some is, uh, I would say, fairly average. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he uh, doesn't have very many good ones ahead of him, but hey. I'm, I'm, I, like, honestly, I'm thinking, like. Milk it. Well, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, 50 is probably top. So, like, if you're living to be 50, yeah, you're, if you're you a midget, good, you got then, a good life there. Then that's like being 100, right? And you should be on the schmuck. It's just like being a smoker. <laughs> what? It's, I, don't, I don't think it's Jordan's lifespan. I didn't know, though. So this is very interesting. The fact that this guy's out here and he's going to be stabbing himself and others, mm-hmm. you know, with this short life. Keep on talking. It might be you. Look, look <laughs> he, 
I don't know if he's mad or what, but I'm just saying. I Look, I can wonder about this. Yeah. Why do y'all look uncomfortable? I'm the one saying it. All right, fine. We'll take a break. We'll take Probably a break. doesn't like you talking about his own. Uh, <laughs> that would have been fun to see, Tommy. Uh, just go stand next to him and get a photo of that. By the way, Demand is here uh, from uh, the web board, hideoutheretics.net, taking photos of everything. Everything. I want to, I want to take the in, uh, intern's temperature on this one. I want to see you guys do a chair shot a little later on. Are you guys uh, up for that? Will you will, will you do an will you do a chair shot? All right, is it possible to do a chair shot? You want to do one quick one right now? All right, go grab a go grab the folding chair over there. Manhole. Oh, we got one here. Manhole, do you want to hit him? Sure. All right, hand him the microphone, and let's give uh, let's give a nice chair shot to Pillow Pants. Pillow pits, I swear to God, you curse, I'll punch you in your throat. All right? Now, manhole. <laughs> Hold on, manhole. That manhole bigger can, than you. Yeah, he can barely get the chair up. Uh, where are you going to hit him? I mean, where is the best place to hit when it comes to a uh, up neck? Is that probably a good place? Probably the, probably the back shoulders. I, Look at him with his JYD necklace. What's wrong, Chunks? Uh, he was going to hit him with the round part of the chair, which would no. probably <laughs> the correct make yes. him paralyzed. No, that's the spine. That's In fact, that's, we got somebody from... Yeah. Uh, come on over. Actually, let's have him give a quick lesson. Let's see who he is. Let's ask him. Uh, give him the microphone for... Excuse me, sir. Yes, what's going on? Hey, what's your name, buddy? I'm Spider Nate Webb. Oh, nice. Nice to meet you. Uh, Hello. Happy from the hideout. Uh, why don't you give the correct lesson on a chair shot and how a chair shot is to be administered? Okay, what you're going to do is, you're going to just, like, he kicks you in the stomach, you're going to bend over. Bend over. Bend over. Bend All over. right. And I want you to hold it by down here. Uh, we, we can get Roderick, that, we can get uh, Roderick Strong, another wrestler out here, he can hit him with the chair. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do that, actually. If the more professional people, we can. There do. we go. All right, here we go. Come on over, Roger. Nice to meet you. All right, so give a nice chair shot. Bend our, over. This is our intern, Pillow Pants. Now relax your shoulders. There you go. Okay, and listen to this. Here we go. And... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Look how angry he is. Good job. Thank you, Roger. That was fantastic. Yeah, let's hear it for Roger. He dented it. Yeah. Wow. You look like... Dented. Yeah. Are you I pissed? He's got that crazy look. Looks like Wild Bill Put now. the headphones on. Put the headphones on, Pillow Pants. He looks angry right now. What's going on? He looks on? like he wanted to kill us. What's wrong, Pillow Pants? Just got hit with the chair. Um, you did look very angry, like you're ready to hurt somebody. Have you been hit with the chair before, Happy? No, of hurts. course not. A bit. I'm not a bottom. Um, but let me ask you though. Like you said, you couldn't be hurt. That's like your big thing. You're always, I didn't fall over, did I? You're always, but you were hurt. I, I could see the pain in your Roger, face. Roger, um, don't make us. No, all right, that's fine. Can he, I hit a uh, manhole now? It only seems fair. Yeah. I, I tell you what, we'll save that for a little bit You'll later You'll be able on. to later, okay? Thank you. A little bit later on, you and manhole can take chair shots until one bows out. Then the loser bowing out has to do a stunt. Sounds good. In fact, the anti-babe girls are going to be here. Very soon. They should be here uh, within moments. They're going to be administering our punishments for our loss in the World Series of Shock Culture Head Out Varsity, which was uh, myself, Hefe, J-Dubs, and uh, C-Lane. Uh, the loser of the, ch of the uh, chair shot little stunt here 
you guys will also get punished for the anti-bay girl. So whoever loses and bows out of the chair shot. Here's so you're what, saying that uh, manholes can get punished tonight. Well, here's what I know. Already. Here's what, here's Look at you and your smack talk. It's the how, worst I've ever heard. Here's how it's going to have to happen. He's right, though. Manhole will hit pillow pants first. Mm-hmm. Then pillow pants will hit manhole. Manhole will curse, fall to the ground, get angry, <laughs> we have, uh, the and then be mad that he's going to have to stunt again later with the anti-babe girl. The funny thing about our interns is they seem all up for it right till the point of it happening, and then they get pissed, and then they look at us like they want to kill us over it. When I interviewed Manhole during the interview with Chunks and I did, I go, how are you with stunts? And he smells like, I'll do any stunt you guys want. And I was like, really? Well, here's the thing. And he's he, like, yeah. And I was like, hire that guy then. He will, but he'll curse <laughs> and get angry about it afterwards. Well, why have to do this? So it's anyway, crap. we'll do that. And then we also have an idea, too, once we open the doors, which is literally in like six minutes. Still have time to come out here. Sun on the beach. Old Town Kissimmee. Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing that I want to do, Probably next break if we can. You had an, had an idea for Matt Albert. Where did Matt go? Uh, I think he must be still outside or something. All right. What was the idea you had for Matt? Well, we have a pretty high stage here, and I noticed it, it takes me a little time to get back up and down. I wanted to give him three minutes. <laughs> see how many times he can get up and down off this stage in three minutes. All right. Three. All right. Uh, no, two. So he has to get up and get down. Off uh, this big high-rise stage. You didn't want to do it? No, no, because the, the stage is even higher than the ring. I thought it'd be kind of funnier watching him on the ring. Yeah, because Matt came up to right before the show started. And he goes, "How do I get up there?" And I go, "I think you just had to jump up." And then he saw like one of the interns walking through the sideway, and I think, "Damn it!" I think it to me it's almost funnier if he has to go on the stay on the uh, on the actual ring. But we'll see when we get back. Maybe you can alternate. Wild Bill from Sales, you, you have an update. All right, Wild Bill from Sales acting as a producer has an update out here from Sun on the Beach as we broadcast live. Check one, two. Yeah, Check. It's, you're on. It's on. Check. It's on. on. Oh, you can hear me. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Wild Bill? Jesus. Okay, the update is this. What happened to my open? Uh, we don't. We got somebody running All back. All right. Come on, All Prima right. Donna. I'll try to get over it. Anyway. The line is five deep outside, and it's wrapping around the club. Five it's gigantic. Feet. Five feet. There's a helicopter flying overhead. A new, a new what do you mean by five helicopter. Feet? I'm not kidding. I think it said Eyewitness Channel 9. Don't hold me to it. Maybe, maybe not. All right. It's a news chopper. So, all right. I don't understand what you said. Giant crowd news chopper. All right. That, thank you for breaking it down into a soundbite, Wild Bill from Sales. Christ almighty. I love Psycho. him. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'm scared of him. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. J-Dubs, it is the event that has been talked about throughout Orlando for the last uh, two, three weeks. Since it about was three first, weeks, man. Since it was first announced in the Hideout, and that is Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. The we, first ever steel cage match with midgets. We talked to Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf, just a little while ago, and I guess there's a Mexican midget, a tattoo midget, and I forget what the other midget he said it was, but it's a four-way battle tonight. It's a four-way dance tonight uh, that's going to be going on in the steel cage. There's actually a few matches, but uh, that one's going to be a four-way dance. Uh, I believe the doors have opened. I even see, uh, well, I'm not going to see what I see throughout. Uh, dubs, uh, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. 
Those are a few of the places you can go to uh, learn about this show, discuss the show. Now, the way it's set up out here at Sun on the Beach, we are up on a stage, mm-hmm. and we can directly see the uh, the ring in front of us. The show gets started at 9. Now, from what I understand, at 9 o'clock, uh, Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf, will come out and do like a 15-minute comedy set. Oh, really? Yeah. He's going to come out and do stand-up. Um, from what I understand, we have to go back into the green room to, oh, do, for that point. to do that segment because he it's curses. dirty. Yeah. No. I can imagine. I, he, he doesn't look like he would say anything bad at all. So he is going to come out, and he is going to entertain the audience uh, for 15 minutes, give him some yuck-yucks, and then you and I will be able to come back out, and I don't know if we're going to do play Hey, guys, play. I heard they're short jokes. I understand. <laughs> uh, he is going to come out, and uh, and then they're going to go on. Short set. Now, <laughs> from what I understand, they are going to be in the, uh, in the ring, the first one without the steel cage. Then they're going to put the cage up. How he does it is he doesn't uh, mess with any small talk. He just goes right into his set. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach. Well, he has some uh, big shoes to fill. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. When he goes to IHOP, he has a short staff. <laughs> um, so, <Reaching>. now, <laughs> one of the things we wanted to what was this idea you had from Matt Albert? I wanted uh, to see, because what, what's the stage, like four and a half feet probably, something like that? Yeah. I wanted to see uh, how quick he could uh, get, like, uh, up and down, like, uh, off the off the stage and on the stage in three minutes. See now, how many times he could do it. Matt Albert is six five, five hundred pounds, twenty two years old now. Wow. Yes, I forgot about that. And um, who would last longer, him or a midget, years wise? All right, so Matt, you are going to be. Uh, so you want him to climb up and down the stage? Yeah, right there. Just. Uh, Give him three minutes to do it and uh, just see how many times he can do it because he has bad knees. That's one of his faults. He isn't able to uh, even climb stairs, let alone stages. It's qualities. Now, now, um, how many times do you think he'll make it in three minutes? Four. No. That's that's giving me a couple. (laughs) I think he'll do it. uh, Is four the over-under? That's my bet. So I'm not thinking it's high. I think he'll make it ten times. Ten times. I think he can get up and down ten times. I think at four, he's going to lose gas anyway. I think if he doesn't make it ten, then for every one he doesn't get, he gets a chair shot. <laughs> Sound good? No. Perfect. Then it works. All right, Matt, so why don't you come over and attempt to climb up, um, and you're going to count off three minutes, J-Dubs? You, uh, you have a timer on your clock? That's what I'm looking for right now. So it's a four-foot stage that Matt Albert... He looks so pissed that Matt Albert has to, like, kind of like up-downs, where he starts down on the floor, he has to lumber up and over it, and then he, does he have to fully stand up? Is that the thing? Uh, just all body. All of that mass has to be on the stage. I think he actually needs to stand up. Okay. I think once he gets on the top of the stage, he has to stand up, and that counts as one. Then he has to get back down. Now, now he's run back. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to try to get a running start and try it that way. And <laughs> try to get up and over like that? See if inertia works out for him. So you might move the stage back to your feet. Is the right. stage bolted down? All right, it's the hideout broadcasting live, sun on the beach. Matt, 6'5", 500 pounds, three minutes to get up and down. Ten times. Ten times. Four and a half foot stage, 500 pound man. All right, <laughs> and... That's extreme. Ready, set, mo. All right, there's his one. Oh, like, I don't want to be racist, but it's like an ape jumping. It, oh, come on. It is. 
Have you ever been to the zoo? <laughs> Come on. Two. I think he's easily going to make ten. I don't think so. He seems to be tiring yeah, out a little see, bit. Yeah, see, I told you, four, he's going to get real, real tired. That's three. I've never seen a guy jump like that before. It's kind of uh He's really hitting his knees, going up and down. That's one minute. He is now at... (laughs) Each time, he is slowly not getting as high as he was before. So he's hitting his knees. He is at four right now. Again, steadily getting... I think that was a nut shot. Steadily not getting as high as he did. You have time to settle. No, he doesn't. He's already more than halfway through. Oh, really? Yeah. Where is he at now? What time is that now? Uh, he's got about a minute 15 left. That's only at 6? Oh, all right, you can hear him jump up. You have insurance, right? No. Not oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be part of a problem then. Matt Albert, 6'5", 500 pound, 20, 22-year-old Ooh. black man trying to jump up and down the uh, one minute, one minute. the four-foot stage. How many does he have left? Ten times. Two. He's going to make it. No problem. Oh, Jesus, his knees. All right, now he almost ran into the camera guys. <laughs> our promo guys who are taking the photos. Oh. There's one more. One more. You can take your time with it. Actually, I say for every action when you do, Dubs does a chair shot. Why would you say that? Because oh, he didn't quite <laughs> make it. Oh, now he's up. Because you're the one that came up with it. Is that 10? That's 10. If you do an extra, you Dubs get the chair shot by him. So do you. What? No. Hey, I, you came up with 10. I, I came up with 4. I can't do it. I came up with 4. I have a leaky belly button. Time. Oh, time. <laughs> oh, time. Oh, man, that's too bad. But you got to love it. Such an ass. Uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. As we broadcast live, getting ready for the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. How you feeling? Here at Sun on the Beach. You're glistening. I don't know if it's gravy or if it's sweat or what it is. I think I broke my leg. Afterbirth, so close. Um, how many times did you hit your knees? 10? 11? Like 12. How? I, I don't know. It like rebounded and hit it again. Uh, here's the thing, though. Every time we give Matt a stunt, he accomplishes it. Yeah, he's able to uh, produce. All right, so he's able to produce. Dubs, did you hear? Uh, he's crippled. Look at him. What happened with Honda? Apparently, in for any Hondas that were sold between October, like um, Jan, I believe it was June and July, mm-hmm. inside of the uh, owner's manual, you know, there's a phone number you call for information. As it turns out, for the print of those two months, it was to a phone sex line. So here's the audio for that one. Ooh, we're getting closer, lover. Press eight to hear about our hot new exciting offer. Fifteen minutes for one dollar. Press one to pay by personal check. Press two for an exciting new way to bill this call. Two. Press three to bill this call to your home phone. Press four to bill this call to your credit card. Press five for other hot numbers to call. Press zero to connect to customer service. Or press nine to repeat these choices. So actual Honda owners who dialed the phone number in their manual, that's what they ended up getting Have accidentally. Have you ever dialed a number in your manual? I don't know how many people would actually do that. Uh, my car didn't even come with a manual, so no, I didn't. All right, still coming up, we got Russ and Bubba from the Monsters in the Morning. They are here. We're going to chat with them here in just a little bit. Also, too, Dubs, as I look at it, the crowd, maybe we'll pull some people out to go play some games, win some prizes. And at 9 o'clock, it's the Extreme Midget 
cage match wrestling. I see a lot of hideout shirts. I see a lot going on. So I'll tell you what, we'll take a break, come back. Let's come back with Russ and Bubba from the Monsters if we can. Next in the Hideout, World Radio 104.1. Nickelback we're coming back with. I think so. And then I was drumming along. I'm ashamed of myself. Welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach. It is the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. You see the heretics are here. It is beginning to pile up in here, uh, J-Dubs, at uh, Sun on the Beach here in Old Town Kissimmee. I, we're still waiting on uh, Russ and Bubba from the Monsters to get up here. We're going to chat it up with them. We're uh, trying to take care of some technical issues here as well. We got it. Which I know we're uh, going to be a bit of a problem. Also, too, we wanted to chat with another wrestler here in just a second. And we have Pillow Pants and Manhole, who are going to be uh, taking chair shots from each other. Back and forth, seeing who quits first. And whoever quits then also has to get punished with the rest of us from uh, the World Series of Shot Culture, who lost a couple weeks back. All of that still yet to come. Oh, yeah, and uh, Extreme Midget Steel Cage Match Wrestling. <laughs> so, don't forget about that don't, one. Don't forget about the undercard. Uh, <laughs> however, now, joining us here in the high, look at these guys, a couple of stars, bona fide radio stars, ladies and gentlemen, Russ Rollins and Bubba Whoopass Wilson from the Monsters in the Morning. Look at this here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. What's going on, buddy? Dude, you would not believe the line out there. Yeah? Oh, huge? my God. Oh, my God. There's a huge line out there to get in. This is this is very cool. I got it. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you. Bubba, Bubba bringing us some... All right. Here's what I'm expecting, though, for it to be poo. I would not <laughs> expect for it to be food. It really is food. Thank you, Bubba. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> I only ate a little bit of it. Uh, thank you, Bubba. How you doing, man? Uh, as usual, the hideout getting the monsters leftovers. Uh, but we don't <laughs> mind. We don't mind. They're better than most. We'll take them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So, Russ, obviously, you are the person at Real Radio in Orlando who knows wrestling. Yes, yes. What yes, are yes. you expecting or thinking when it comes to extreme Midget cage match wrestling. Okay, match. these guys have like nothing to lose, and they could care less. They already lost in the gene pool. I'm just saying so that they don't God care. So while they hate each other, oh, you know? come on. And I've seen some of these guys wrestle before, and you guys, it, this it's gonna be sick. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what they'll go through and do to themselves. And um, tonight, is, I think a lot of people are gonna be shocked. I think they're expecting. Wrestling, you know, like a little bit of a Triple H flips around, and, and what they're going to get is hardcore midget, I mean, kick ass. It's, it's very cool. I uh, We talked with uh, Puppet uh, just a second ago, Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. Right. And this guy walks around the way you would, like, expect Lawrence Taylor to walk around. After the years of punishment that football is, right. you can see him literally, like, working hard to get from place to place. Did you see his tongue? No. no. Okay, he is. He, he's on the air with us today. Yeah. I guess they, they use like a, a staple gun or whatever, gun. and he's been stapled so many times in the tongue Crash that his man. tongue looks like Dusty Rhodes' forehead, oh, God. which is you know, pretty pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, it looks like his brains are on the outside. Right, 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 right. His tongue is like that. So these guys, uh, they're they're crazy. Looks like Jeff Howe's liver. His <laughs> <laughs> bubble will pass. Look at this. This is like I'm kind of in awe for a second with the monsters here uh, in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. We appreciate you asking us out. You know, this is, this is Bubba's first appearance since he came back and uh walking around out there 
I'm walking and talking and chewing gum at the same time. Bubba was almost in tears because so many people were coming up to him and going, God, Bubba, we're so glad you're back. We're so glad to see you. And uh, it, uh, it's, it's very cool. And, and uh, to all the support you guys give to Bubba, it means a lot to him. So thank you for that. Thank you all. Y'all, y'all want to hear a little real, a little real radio, like a, a shoot, if you will, since right. we're here for wrestling? Yeah. When Dubs and I very first got here uh, to Orlando, um, I came in and I was working out at a Gold's Gym where I guess a lot of you guys work out. Yeah. And I happened to be working out right next to Mr. Uh, Bubba Whoopass Wilson on yeah. one of the uh, machines. Right. Yeah, I used to have my cocktail sitting there. <laughs> and, and this is no joke. The way this man speaks about you, Russ Rollins, is the way that you could only have, to me, it's best said, like almost a son, and I hope you take no offense, right. but the way a son would talk to the, talk about the greatest father in the world. Oh, that's very cool. And it was really, and I'm like, yeah, because I hadn't really met you yet, and I'm like, well, this is Russ Rollins, this is the Monsters in the Morning, you know, up in D.C. and in Michigan, we'd heard of the Monsters, you know, yeah. and so to know that, you know, this guy thought that much of you, and then vice versa, how much you care for and thought about him when yeah. he was going through what he was going through. Oh, he, stood, he stood up for me several times. I, I've uh, had my problems a couple of, three times in my life. <laughs> Russ has bailed me out every time. He stood by me, and uh, I appreciate him more than he even knows. The words can't even express that. So, Bubba, what does it feel whenever you're walking out here and you see all these, I mean, you've gotten the biggest pop from the crowd. I mean, what is it, how does that make you feel when you see all these people who, you know, who love and adore you so much? Oh, man. Uh, well, it makes me feel like a blessed man. And uh, it makes me feel like, uh, I hope... I hope I didn't let them down by uh, goofing up so bad because uh, they mean a lot to me. They, they really do. Yeah, when, we, when we were walking out before, you know, just people saying hi to him for the first time in a long time, he, and we were walking down to get some food, and I'm like, what's wrong, Bubba? He's, I think I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> he, he really thought the fans would forget about him or, or, or not, you know, want him anymore yeah, or whatever. It was, it was, I thought it was I tough. screwed up a good deal, and, uh, and, and having everybody always behind me and, and then – Nobody was there for a while, but uh, when I come come back and have you guys accept me back means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We're here in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1 broadcasting. Uh, feels like Barbara Walters. I know oh, it does. I don't know. <laughs> you, should, you should have told me to go f myself. <laughs> um, all right, we still got a couple of guys. Uh, some of the midget wrestlers are going to come on up, uh, come on up. Russ Rollins and Bubba from the Monsters in here. Um, so, Russ, when you look at this thing, too, and you talk about it, it's going to be real, it's going to be legit. Yeah. Does that mean wrestling a stage? <laughs> you know, I haven't figured it out. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But, I, don't um, want, I don't want you to break Dubs' heart, because uh, I know he still, I still looks believe. up to uh, Kamala. I won't, I won't ruin it for you, then. <laughs> I, I won't ruin it for you, but... Uh... Well, very cool. Well, the monsters are here, and uh, the hideout is here, and in just a little bit, the uh, the midgets are going to come out. I think we're going to talk to a couple more uh, before we actually get rolling, and they uh, they get their set underway. From what I understand, stable guns, pizza cutters. They do the whole uh, the whole thing, and I got to tell you, this club, I didn't know what to expect here. This is a very, very cool club. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was I very, like very uh, pleasantly surprised when I walked in here. It's very, very nice. I'll do my best to try to describe it here. Uh, Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. You walk in, to your right, you have an immediate huge bar area, which within itself would be an entire club at most places. You look to the left, 
and there's a huge dance floor, and this in the dance floor is where you have the ring in which all the wrestling is going to go down. Then everywhere in between you have the standing room for people to see. If for some reason you're further back in the back, the place is lined with television yeah, right. because this is going to be filmed for pay-per-view so that you can see it no matter where you're sitting. Then it appears there's like a little, I don't know if that's a VIP area it is. or what's going on back there, but there's a little enclosed, like an HD version of uh, being able to watch the uh, pay-per-view and a whole other huge bar over here. From what I understand, they used to play laser tag here. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it does make sense. It's no wonder the oh. place is so huge. And then, of course, you got the big stage. And from what I understand, the boys here at Center of the Beach are going to uh, start looking into getting some national acts coming through here and playing. Because this is a venue where you could definitely pull that kind of thing this off. This is a nice venue. I like that. So, uh, now, one thing I did want to talk about, not to uh, focus too much on uh, another event that's going to be coming up. Yeah. But um, but I know you guys have been talking about it, and we've had some conversations off the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, would you Would you rather not? No, no, I don't. Uh, you know me, I'll uh, say anything. It's just that uh, you guys can, you guys know what it's like working with the promotions department and the yeah. workings of, of Clear Channel. So there are a lot of people out there that um, think all oh, Russ is doing another bit. Russ is doing another. Yeah. Uh, it's another. You know, and look, okay, we do bits every once in a while. I will let you know this whole Miss Monster thing is not a bit. Uh, uh, I I had another meeting today for about. An hour and a half that came to nothing, and and there's a certain things that I want for the fans of the show that it has to be cool. It has to be I, I have to be excited about it if we're going to do it. And yep. they, they keep they keep telling me no. In the management, a lot of times and everything, a lot of people out there think, uh, why can't you just water it down a little bit? And then you aren't going to be in it, and uh, it just does not turn out the same. That's the reason why Miss Monster is always great and everything is because it, it's all out. Well, yeah. Everybody's into it. Even when you take it with midgets, I mean, you don't want to come up here and watch midgets play Twister. Right. Well, it could be fun, but you want to see them hit each other with bats and staple guns. And So what's up with this monster? Uh, uh, honest to goodness, uh, had another meeting today, like I say, and and nothing nothing that I talked about or, or I asked for, uh, they don't have any of it. Who's, and, the, who's the problem? I'd say it. I'm in that mode where I don't care anymore. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and throw it out there. It doesn't bother me. I'll just say the problem is just it, it's management and a, a certain budget you're working with mm-hmm. and and certain things like well you can cut expenses here and it's all it's all where Miss Monster started as something for the fans. Now it's turned into this big thing to make a lot of money and money is in the way of of doing something cool for the fans. And I, right. as the leader of the show, have to stand up for the fans of the show. That is always the way. And he does it. that. That's it. That's right. If he does, if it's not going to have something good in it for the fans, the rest don't get behind it. Now, now, and Bubba, you know this too as an entertainer. It always you have something good, and, it, and management isn't behind it at first because they don't believe in the idea. Yeah. They're like, nah, let's. Why don't you guys go do it for free? No talent fees. Then you show them how big and badass it is. Oh, well, we this, can make a we can make a man off this. Then they come in and then they start micromanaging, getting involved with the creative aspect, uh, yeah. so they could try to control the money aspect. Yeah. Now, of course, last year we were involved with Miss Monster, and it was awesome, and had the time what? of our lives. I'd blast. never seen anything like it. The way Church Street was shut down, packed. And we want to do the same thing this year, but we just want to make it comfortable for people uh, because it's, it's hot down there, you know? Mm-hmm. want to make it comfortable for people. I want to give people a place to sit and relax because it's a, a day-long event. Miss Monster is an event. It's not just a four-hour, you know, concert, take everybody's money. It's an event that people go, have a good time. It's like going to a, a 
Jimmy Buffett concert where it's all about the event itself and really the fact that the monsters are playing on stage, eh, not as important as everyone's drinking, having fun, and it's a It's a, a party more than party. a show. Yeah. Last year for me, the way I could best describe it, it, it was from dusk till dawn on the street. Yeah. Where you had the Mako's girls who were dancing on the beer tubs. Yeah. Uh, you had us out there with the anti-babe girls beating guys up who wanted to get beat up. <laughs> it was a three-ring circus. Yeah, the wedding, you had all the bands, the great bands, and that was a true party. Well, we still want to do that this year, and that's what we're still shooting for. I have another meeting tomorrow, and, um, you know, it, it's my goal to make it happen. I mean, I want there to be a Miss Monster. But, um, is the hideout in if we do so? Uh, without a doubt. Matter yes. of fact, what I want to do for the hideout okay. is to allow you guys a half hour on stage to do whatever you want. Ooh. I mean, whatever you want, half hour on stage. And I, I know that uh, we wanted to have you guys broadcast if you wanted to. Absolutely. Um, because we loved it last year that you guys broadcast. So I want to include everyone from the station. I want the Shannon Burke Show to, to be involved. I would love the Phillips File to be involved. Um, you know, I, it, it's a Miss Monster is the biggest event we do at the station. Absolutely. And I just can't believe that I'm having so much problems getting these small things taken care of, you know? All right, let me ask you. And you don't, have to, you don't yeah. have to call people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it more... <laughs> Programming or sales side? Is it is it creative or money side? It's money. All right. Yeah, it's money. All right. Well, then I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get you. And yeah. anybody who works in any sort of a managed work office scenario, you have that same thing go on every yeah. single time. Because you know you save money if you don't put stands out there for people. You save money if you don't have fans that have misting to cool everybody off. You save money if you don't spend an extra on on a band that everybody would really get a kick out of. You gotta have some bosoms too. You know, and, and uh, so they'd rather just cut all the really cool stuff out and hey why don't you guys just go out and do your act and well and it's like no i want to make this really cool and memorable for the people that listen to real radio and the monster are you willing to sacrifice miss monster and say you know what we're not doing it we're not doing it right we're not doing it i think i think i i think i almost want to do that just to kind of be a jerk do it <laughs> you got it just, just to be a jerk i think I, I i want to i think you got to i think you got to say hey look uh, this is Miss Monster. This is the biggest money maker of the year. Hey, you're trying to squeeze out extra money. How about if you get none of it? Think about that. How, what's that going to do to your budget if you're not bringing in what Miss Monster brings? And, and it's not going. It's not going to help the entire. I mean, the entire station benefits from us shutting down downtown Orlando. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very cool. I think it's an outstanding idea. Hide out behind the monsters 100%, Thank you, man. whatever you want to do. Thank you, hide out. The crowd, Bubba Whoop-Ass Wilson, i got to say, you. it's so good to see you. Thank I'm you. glad yeah, you're back. You. I'm glad everything's working out thank for you. you As usual, Russ, thank you, buddy. Anytime, anything you guys need, man. We'll take a break. We'll come back. As you can Ooh. hear, the crowd is getting riled up. It's early. For the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling, we're going to talk to some of the wrestlers. we got a couple of stunts that we need to do out here. The hideout brought you got 30 minutes before anything even begins. Get out here. Son of the yes. Beast. Old Town Kissimmee. And uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Details radio. Uh, RealRadio.fm. Hideoutheretics.net. FootballNAs.com. It's the Hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Dan Stone sick. I'm glad that Bateman didn't hear that. He yeah. took his headphones off. Welcome back to the Hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Broadcasting live from the stage on Sun on the Beach here in Old Town Kissimmee for Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. That gets started in just about 30 minutes. Uh, Puppet. The Psycho Dwarf will be doing 15 minutes of stand-up comedy. Vulgar. So we're going to be relegated to the green room while he does that. No problem, though. And then uh, afterwards, the extreme wrestling gets started. I believe there are other little things going on involved, too. Now, we are about to do a giveaway for some T-shirts. 
as I look, it seems, I don't know if the boys are getting coached or what's, what's going on over there, Tommy? I think they are getting coached. I think they're allowing them to use it in the ring. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Very good. So the people here at Sun on the Beach and everybody's putting together this Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Here's what we're going to do. Our interns, Pillow Pants, formerly known as Napier, and Manhole are going to be hitting chair shots back on each other. Back and forth. All right? We picked two heretics to pick a winner. You're going to pick your pony. If you're the person you choose wins, you're going to get five hideout T-shirts, one for you, and then the others to hand out throughout the crowd however you see fit. All right? Now, welcome to the stage, the two gayest interns in the history of radio. Um, it's funny just watching Matt get in the ring. We have Matt Lumbering. Albert, Pillow Pants, and Manhole. He managed to get both of his feet caught in the rope. Now, let's talk to uh, EJ from the U and Bong Swap Matt for just a brief second. Uh, EJ, who are you going to select first? I'll give you first, right of first refusal. Thor, you're picking, you're picking the winner. Taps out. You're picking the winner. Ooh, who the will guy not who tap out? out last? Yeah. Ooh, Napier's, uh, well, Pillow Pants usually holds out, so I'm going to take Pillow Pants. All, All right. right. Bomb swap, Matt, that leaves you with manhole. Are you okay with that? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Everybody wants uh, He's a puss. All right, you're right. And unfortunately, EJ got the first pick. Just because he got on stage faster. You're the king of the heretics, but... And he was always third in line at the U. Yeah, so. this time he gets to be first string instead of third like he's used to it. All right, hey, hey. all right, now, have Jesus. you guys... Have they started yet? They haven't started yet, have they, Matt? That was like a weird practice. I'm not sure what he was doing. I think all he just right. wanted to sweat his butt. All right, now, hold on a second. Yeah, hold wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. You will tell them when to go. When right. to go. All right, tell them that. Retards. I'll tell you when to go. All right. Moron. Now we're the hideout, broadcasting live, Real Radio 104.1, Sun on the Beach, getting ready for extreme midget cage match wrestling. Pillow Pants gets hit first. Pillow so, Pants are going to hit first. Manhole, you're going to hit Pillow Pants first. Now I saw the security guys, who I think are also wrestlers as well, I saw them trying to teach. How to take a? How to take a? Uh... What what these guys are unteachable. They're not trainable. They cannot be taught anything. So uh, good luck with that. All right, manhole. You hit him. Manhole. You hit pillow pants first. Are you ready? People are getting restless. Matt, make sure you mic it well. Ready, set, mo. Oh come on! What's wrong with you? That was awful. Suck you sissies! <laughs> go! Alright, let's go! Oh! Alright, now Pillow Pants came through with a legitimate hit onto uh Maybe that'll uh, get you going there. Onto Manhole. Manhole, how'd that feel? It didn't it hurt, but I, th I think I can take a couple more. Alright, now let's go back. Now you gotta dish out the pain to Napier, Pillow Pants. As we broadcast live, getting everybody warmed up for Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. All right, here's Manhole's shot to Pillow Pants. Again, the security guys. Thing, man. Yeah, if you can't get it around, you got to choke up. The chair, too. Don't be worried about that. 
You always want to be able to get around. And I get don't. Around. I don't think he has the arm strength how, or hip strength to do this. How come you don't want to hit someone? Come on, do it. Go. Go. Oh, you're awful. Manhole, you suck. Hey, this is finally, I think, going to be the first time that he's going to lose. First thing he's going to lose at. What that? I'll go shot for shot. How about that? I'll go against Manhole. I'll go, All right. I'll go against Napier. All right. All right. Matt Albert now stepping up. Manhole, you're you out. Like it. Manhole, Mike. It. Manhole, Mike, because you suck. It is now going to be Matt Albert. All right, you get Matt Albert. Long Swat Matt is now picking up on Matt Albert here as we do a little warm up for the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. I can't wait to see Matt Albert sit in that chair. But he's getting hit first. All right, Pillow Pants will hit Matt Albert first. All right, now I'm a little leery. Oh, boy. Oh, all right. He didn't phase him. It that was mountain. Wow. It was a good one, but it's literally like he threw a rolling chair into a brick wall. All right, hold on. Matt, don't kill him. That's all I'm asking. Kill him. All right, kill, kill him. him. Here's Let's Matt Albert on pillow pants, chair shot. It's a hideout. Road Radio 104.1. Oh, come on. What the hell? Hit him like you got a pair. It's hard. No wonder you always sat on the bench. Choke up on it, man. Swing that thing. Alright, that's a that was a pretty good one from Pillow Pants to Matt. We're gonna have to move to the head if you guys can't do anything. Here. I say we go knees next. <laughs> I say we re- and then if that doesn't work, jump. Uh oh. Matt's I think Matt's, Matt's mad. Matt's angry. Matt's really laying. Oh. Matt hit him and it slipped off. What slipped off is right, that hold on. Matt? Hold on, let's talk to Matt. Matt, what's going on? Do what? I have no, no idea. No, the the physics. The physics of a chair shot are impossible. Alright, so one of the there you go you got that. Alright, let's take a break and come back. It's the hideout real radio 104.1. This hurts. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee for the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. I am El Jefe, and that is J-Dubs. Um, Hideoutheretics.net, fullbowlandaids.com. Dubs, coming up in just 15 minutes, the show will start. You can see here that the uh, Sun on the Beach is packing. It yeah, is it's, absolutely it's nice and full. It is filling up right now. The Heretics are here in full force. You see a, little, a lot of Hideout t-shirts. And a lot of people who are here getting ready for the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. Very exciting out here right now. Now, this will be recorded uh, and played back for pay-per-view uh, here just a little bit. We're going to go ahead and throw out the T-shirts. If we got the T-shirts, we could throw those out and make that happen. I also know, too, that the anti-babe girls are here. They're, they're running a little late. Yeah. So um, maybe if we want to bring them up and talk to them at this segment, and then uh, we can get a little bit more going. I see a lot of the uh, the heretics here in full force. Uh, we got a uh, little Koto, who is uh, he's a martial artist. He's four six dubs and has been wrestling for 20 years. Another one is To the tattooed midget. He's the world's smallest extreme athlete at 311. And uh, he's done like seven of these pay-per-views. Now, Dubs, when it comes to uh, wrestling, what are the, some of the things that you got to know? 
Well, I mean, for extreme wrestling, you just got to know that people are going to be getting hurt out here. There's going to be some uh, extreme pain if they're bringing out these uh, these uh, chairs, these uh, staple guns, pizza cutters. We're going to see midget blood tonight, and that's going to be a, a big, big thing. The question about midget blood, though, is it red or is it purple? Uh, well, I know it's not human. So that is all I know about it. Uh, Dubs, as far as vacation goes, how was your vacation? Yes, Matt. Yeah, it's in your mic on me. Turn your mic on, Matt. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, it's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, broadcasting live. Oh, do you want a quick update on my belly button? Oh, yeah, you went to the doctor today. So, you know, a while back I had had a injured belly button that was oozing. I had gotten it to subside, and it seemed like it was healing. Well, when I was flying from Orlando out to Lubbock, Texas for the first wedding that I went to on vacation, you know how whenever you're in class and you lean forward on the desk to sleep? Yeah. I did that on one of the planes. I woke up, and it was as if uh, I had opened the floodgates because as soon as I sat up from that, I could, I guess I felt a tear. And I have ever since, not kidding you, for the past week had ooze. From my belly button, just as the same go-around, where it stinks, and I think it actually is blood, and the blood that gets caught up in there then begins to stink, and I don't know if it curdles or what happens, but um, you gotta, you got to deal with that. So the entire week, I am trying myself to fix it, whether it be through like hydrogen peroxide or uh, some sort of antibacterial something well, or other. What I saw you doing out at uh, when we were in Michigan, you had actually kind of like a mini tampon sitting in there. It was just like some uh, cotton to I, soak up everything that was coming out of your belly button. I did resort to a cotton ball man pond that I was able to stick into my belly button and that I have to change twice a day. So because you it, have it in now? Yes. Sometimes I flip it around. Just like with uh Show it to him. Right. Pull it out. I'm going to turn my back to the audience. Why? I don't want them to see my fat gut. You're sitting down. It was underneath the table. But, uh... Yeah. Oh. Oh. There it is. Uh, it is a furry little area there, too. So it does look like other places. Oh, you know, the other thing I had to do, too, is I had to snip the hair around because the hair kept getting sucked in by whatever vial there was. And I also, too... Your uh, belly button likes to eat, too. It is. It's hungry. So anyway, I go to the doctor today. He's like, ah, we'll just give you some antibiotics. And that's it. So I don't know if it's an abscess that keeps getting infected and leaking pus or what, but I had to go, and that's like the update on it. So we'll see what ends up working out from there. But I know a lot of people were asking about my uh, my belly button. And what really? Happened. Dude, I get so many MySpace messages about my health. How's your ass? How's your belly button? Well, now you have your knee, too. Yeah, and then I find out I'm going to have to get orthoscopic surgery on my knee. Why? What happened now? I blame it all on the Maloik. Every single part of any ailment that I have had, I blame on the Maloik. Because every time I have something go on, you, you son of a bitch, any time you screw up and I punish you for screwing up, you then do your little Italian curse on me, and every time it has worked. I don't know what you're talking about. Your vacation went well, right? Actually, the no. Second half. No, my belly button leaked the whole time, and I may have to have orthoscopic knee surgery. I can't control that. I'm not a doctor. Every time you put the stupid curse on me. But, you know, it's just a dumb curse, you know. Can you take it back? No. He told you how to fix it. I told you I can't do it. There's a way you can do it. How do you do it? We're gonna need, Don't laugh. We're going to need some olive oil and a uh, cup of water. 
Well, get some olive oil and a cup of water and help me. I can't help you, dude. It's all you. See, this is the problem. He goes, he gets me into some sort of a... Uh, a pickle. Cur- curmudgeon, pickle, pickle, something. It's like driving on spike strips. You know, once you're over them, you can't fix your tires right away. Well, olive oil and a cup of water going to help that? No, it's just going to tell how badly you have it. If it breaks up into a lot of different um, blobs of oil, you're done, dude. Maybe you can use it to clean out your belly button afterwards. See, that's the thing. You would All the things that I put in there, I put in hydrogen peroxide. There's a spray that I put in there. There's an ointment that I put in there. Cotton balls, Q-tips. Dude, here's the thing. How about a knife? Really quickly. I'm ready. When I clean it out, I go in it and I feel like two little things in there. Is that normal? No. I it should try... be fairly flat with like a little bit of a wrinkle there. No, before I get back up in there, there are like two little obstructions. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, what is this? Are they maybe little like morsels of cotton that have gotten stuck in there? The some snorting. twins growing. Dude, I'm wondering, is there a leech in there? Is there some sort of an animal that's just feeding off of me that I don't know? Yes, Matt Albert. But the, yeah, well, that's so true. But the problem now is I go to the doctor. He goes, I'm going to look in your belly button. He gets a little thing that will look in your ear and your mouth. He just points it from like four or five inches away. Yeah, I don't want to close either. All right, he goes, all right, here you go. Here's your, uh, your prescription for antibiotics. Antibiotics do not fix everything, and I, I think that problem is way past antibiotics. If there are two little uh, squiggly things back up in there, i got to get that taken care of. Are you willing to go and, like, feel around? No, not at all. Chunks gave you the more, like, why his name? Chunks, do you want to feel in my belly button and see what's going on here? No, not really. Here's the thing, though. I need soap. I need someone to be sterilized before they do it. Dude, it's two little, like, freaky little things. I don't, I'm not going to say worms, but it's it's like I can distinctly feel, like, two little, like, BBs almost. And I try to grab at them and pull them out, but there's um, usually when I'm soaked, and my hands are all soaked mm-hmm. up, so I can't get a good grip on them. And there's nothing that I can do to try to what? get them out. You should try tweezers? I'm afraid to. Try to pop them? what if it's skin? You'll rip it right out. And I rip it out. And then what happens? Well, you have your man pond. I don't know what to do. And this is my life now. The only thing that made me feel better today was listening to the Shannon Burke show, and he's falling apart, too. But I'm thinking, he got another good 10 years more than I did. Yeah, you got uh, plenty of... And uh, he lives a hardcore rock and roll lifestyle. You, you lay in your house and watch ER. Wait, so what happened to your knee? I don't know. They say the car- same thing you may have, cartilage wearing away. Crap. Yeah. That's what I knew if you had it, I it was going to be something horrible, something I can't fix, and I'll have them off insurance. Yeah, he goes, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, I got something on the side of my knee, and it hurts. He's like, oh, I could be the cartilage rubbing away. Nothing you can really do that except get orthoscopic surgery. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, man. So now i got to wait that one out. Just another, it's been an awful year as far as my health goes. And to the 27 years beforehand, perfectly uh, healthy. Not really any problem. Maybe the occasional bronchitis once every couple of years. But now it's literally falling apart on me, and there's nothing I can do about it. You boys get to sit back and watch. And giggle. And enjoy. Exactly, and be so helpful. All right, we'll take a break, come back. I think when we come back, we're going to be back in the green room so that they can get stu- get their show started and he can do his stand-up comedy. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, again, the uh, doors are wide open. The place is packed. It is the live broadcast of Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling at Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. Get here. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 
It is the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Now we have just started the show out there. It is uh, Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling, J-Dubs. Right now we are outside of Sun on the Beach because inside they have a little uh, stand-up going on. And I kind of say that loosely with little stand-up. Puppet, uh, the uh, psycho dwarf is out there doing his uh, 30 minutes of comedy before the, uh, the whole thing gets going. Um, we're doing a live broadcast, just to let you know. Don't want to be an ass, but we're here to promote this. So let's not look at us like we're stupid. I, uh, it's just driving me nuts out here. Yeah. Just driving me nuts. I, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm having a great time, and I'm yeah. telling you, the place is packed. But one of the things is that there's so, there's so much going on, just like mm. you would expect with an extreme midget cage match wrestling event. There are about a trillion people here. There are about 17 people who are in charge, and uh, you got to go through so many things as far as coordinating. It's being taped live for pay-per-view. You just got so much going on. I feel like Russ now. I'm sure I know now what Russ feels like as far as trying to get stuff done for mm-hmm. the monster. And when there's just so many channels you have to go through. When you were, you know, we were talking to uh, Russ earlier from the Monsters in the Morning, and he was talking about trying to get together Miss Monster and all the various channels and things that you have to go through just to make something happen. And here, with something like this, you got so many hands in the pot mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, the Son of the Beach guys, they want to do their thing. They want to promote their badass club, which it is, and I completely understand that. And we love them. And then, too, you also want to come out here, and you want to have the midgets be happy doing what they're doing. And then, you know, we want to try to do a, a good live show and put on, mm-hmm. you know, Put on some fun for all the people who bought tickets to come out. Here's what happened. I'll break it down for you. Um, we were um, doing our thing. You know, we're uh, we're broadcasting and we're having, you know, what the hideout does. We do stunts. Yeah, we had some chair shots going on. And so, and literally getting the crowd warmed up mm-hmm. for the midgets. The midgets getting ready to have their thing go on. And one of the midgets gets mad and yeah. starts yelling that we're, I guess he was mad because we were still in the thunder? That, that's what I heard. I haven't heard exactly. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I guess we were, uh... They said we were stealing their show. That's that... good. What's the problem? <laughs> what do you mean stealing their show? I didn't realize. All right. Well, I mean, We're whatever. just out there having a good time and everything. We weren't doing actual matches. We were just doing a few chair shots. And now, Everybody wanted to see some uh, violence out there. Now, here's the other thing, too. That's like telling your opening comic, mm-hmm. uh, you're stealing my show because you're doing comedy. Yeah, you can't do comedy. You can't do that. We're uh, we're doing comedy. Of course, it's a comedy show. It's a violent show. I'd like you to come out and perform some poetry, if you would. So, and I mean, it's not like the chair shots that we were doing were all like gonna put anyone to shame. No, you know, no, uh, I, we had Mr. Weak, uh, 500 pound man. I don't know the science of a chair shot. It's much harder if you if you're too close to the guy. You have to step back. That's what I didn't know. It's just like hitting a base. I mean, I wanted to get up there. Remember all mm-hmm. the times we used to hit chunks, oh, chair we, shots, we and punishments. Um, we would violently hurt them because of how hard we'd hit them. If you want to get technical, they're stealing our bit that we stole from wrestling for the past 40 years. Yeah, it's, whatever. Not, it's not stealing a bit. You're stealing it from uh, Cactus Jack if you yeah. want to get technical. Exactly. What'd you say? <laughs> Cactus Jack. Dude Love. Dude Never. Love. Never heard of him. Mm. Mick Foley. Doesn't ring a bell. Mm. Drunk Terry Funk. <laughs> so, st- please stop now. I'm just assuming you're re- referencing the same guy over and over. No. Not anymore. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, what are you doing? You're, you're, first of all, you know what that is? Hmm. Little man syndrome. Yeah. Napoleon syndrome or whatever they call it. 
where oh, that's all that's all you know it's all about hey this, this is my so, time to shine look they, at they you. cut us short i you know i don't want to get into it that much look at you with your size 30 jeans <laughs> how dare you you're you're 30 inch inseam how, how how bad of you but i do want to say chris Gotti and the boys from sun on the beach are just fantastic and everybody else was too. It was just the one midget who felt like we. Even the head midget was yeah. cool with it. He, yeah, was he was out there fun. He was out there helping and showing. This one ass starts running up, just yelling, just like a maniac. I'm like, what are you doing? Go away. What's your problem? I know what his problem is. His bones didn't grow enough. That's his problem. <laughs> That's why he's pissed. This little man syndrome. What an ass. Hate him now. All and the here's, hate that he's been poured into by God. And I, that, that was like one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to go and like kick him. But then I'm thinking, this guy's extreme. <laughs> he could end up hurting me. But I'm yeah, like, well, how bad would that be if you were just, you know, you got upset and then he punches you in the head, you get knocked out. But then imagine too, like that makes headlines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Radio shows, radio show host beat up by midget. And I'm like, all right, well, I can deal with that. It's a little national exposure, whatever. You telling me? You telling me Matt wouldn't hop in? You should have stepped you, up, You should have seen him with the uh, chair shot. You want actually him to step in. But I've seen this guy punch a clear channel wall. I know what he gets like when he's angry. You should have stood up, up and said, what are you going to do, bitch? Look at me. I'm two of you. I'm literally two. three. Yeah. Well, when you count weight, <laughs> if you stacked two, he still wouldn't be as tall as you. That was the guy who was like 3'11". You think they, uh, that if they had to fight him, they'd walk in like it's a little rascals and just put a big uh, trench coat on him? It'd be like a bunch of, like, army ants, you know, and all of them would just kind of come and pick them up and, like, march them off in a line. I think it'd be something similar to that. All right, now I'm fuming. Now that we're talking about it on the air, I hate that little son of a bitch. I, we are not cheering for that one. I want him. I almost want to start the chance of you suck. Just any time he does something, you suck, you suck, you suck. I say we do it. Why not? We're part of the audience. Yeah. We paid to be here. No, we didn't. Whatever. But still, even yet, I say we go out on a limb and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure things don't work for you. And now here comes Wild Bill. Uh, Wild Bill. What's wrong? What's going on, Wild Bill? Everything's great. Everything is just great. Except your cholesterol. (laughs) That's probably the thing that isn't working out. I wish it was one of those commercials where it was just printed on his chest. Uh, That's the old days, guys. That was before transmitters, before microphones, before the Duracell battery. But not the name brand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. I see you hitting on a little honey over there. How's that going, Wild Bill from sales? I'm in like Flint. <laughs> that was like Flint. I'm no, in like Flint. Flint. Can I tell you Flint. why? A lot of people think it's Flint like a caveman. No. No. I rest my case. It's Flynn. Errol Flynn was a really happening guy. All right. So Hideout Road Radio 104.1 <laughs> broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town. Start to our boy uh, Chris. Guy. What's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? Doing, doing great. We have a nearly sold out crowd right now. This is amazing. All right. This is fantastic that here at Sun on the Beach we're having such a fantastic time with the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. So I know that you guys pushed. A, there was a lot of pre-sales. I mean, it really went through the roof and now people walking up as well. It was about uh, five times more pre-sale and now the line is 
through the streets of Old Town. It is sick. All right, this is so. This is probably going to be a sold out event, Jay. Yes, definitely. The Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling live on pay per view. What is? What? Is, yeah, this will actually be live on pay per view a little bit later on. What does this guy do for you? What does this do for you guys as far as Son of the Beach goes? Actually, I just wanted to have a good party, and I figured uh, honestly, I wanted midgets <laughs> when I was a little kid for Christmas. Stan <laughs> never brought them, and now I have the chance to spend a bar's money and bring some midgets out. Right, see, that's that's the American dream. Because you can't get that in Mexico. What, midgets? Yeah. They're only American. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, midgets are only American. There's a Mexican one we're fighting tonight. No, he's actually from El Paso. Mm. It's this thing about the way that all of the genes and everything get, like, convoluted, the mixing bowl, the melting pot. Yeah. That's what you get when you have a melting pot, midgets. That's that's fact. You can look it up on Wikipedia. (laughs) Just wait for about five hours for me to go add the little entry in there. So here's Son of the Beach Hideout Broadcasting Live for Extreme Midget Steel Cage Match Wrestling. First fight's about to start in about 20 minutes. The first fight's about to start. Uh, get down here right now because we have a nearly sold-out crowd. It's going to be nuts tonight, guys. Right now there's some stand-up going on, correct? Oh Yeah, there's a, they have a comedy routine right yeah. now, and they're hitting each other with folding chairs and uh, going nuts inside. Yeah, they were going nuts inside earlier, too, when we were hitting <laughs> each other with folding chairs, but whatever. We won't hold that against them. Um, so now, as far as like the chicks who come out for this, I am thoroughly shocked and surprised at like the quality of uh, of ass that is out here to watch midgets beat each other up. Not as shocked as you're going to be when you see uh, Puppet and the rest of the midgets with those girls in the back room. It happened last time, and that's why I brought them back, because... Uh... I had a fantastic oh, oh. time that night as well. All right, yeah. so there are midget groupies. Yes, and they are like <laughs> bombshells. It's ridiculous. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. There's, uh, that's why I don't ever believe like a guy like Matt or somebody couldn't get laid because there are girls out there who will have sex with midgets. And if they'll have sex with midgets, they'll have sex with giants like you. It doesn't make sense. You just got to find your niche. You got to fu- get in on this traveling circus, man. This is where you can make your thing where they all try to beat you up and stab you and stuff. I'm telling you, we have gold here. Wild Bill from Cells, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I feel like we've taken the wind out of Wild Bill from Cells' uh, sails. <laughs> I, I actually feel like the poor guy is hurt a little bit. Are you sad? What's wrong, Wild Bill? No, just, that's nothing I'm not going to get over. Everything's all right. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, don't worry about me. I've got enough. I've got enough. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> See this? I don't. You're psychotic. I, I'm. How could you not be happy when you know that midgets are about to beat the crap out of each other in minutes? I just about passed out from that. It's a. It's an imbalance, <laughs> but I'm plugged in, chemically. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Normally, if we had a guy like this and we mm. were standing outside in the back of a bar, we'd be running. We'd be running. Absolutely, we'd be throwing down change, hoping that his <laughs> autism uh, kicks in, and that would give us enough time to run away. That's what I would be looking for. Instead, we're stuck here trying to have a conversation. So we'll go back to Chris. his <laughs> mineral. Remember that mineral. Uh-huh. Minerals are what count. Minerals are what count. I'll have thing. Minimal, minimal. I just I hear him yelling back there, and I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, Chris, we appreciate you uh, having the hideout, man. Thank you, guys. We're looking forward to uh, stepping back in here in a second when the comedy's all done. Now, the anti-babe girls have shown up. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do with them except hang out in the alley, which I'll tell you isn't a bad idea. I got all kinds of ideas for them. Um, 
But uh, we'll chat with him in just a second. I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back. If it sounds a little bit different than it did earlier. Yeah, we're outside right now. We're literally behind Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee um, while they do their vulgar comedy act inside. So we're outside in the back hanging out with Wild Bill from Sales and uh, the Anti-Babe Grill. So we'll chat it up with them in just a second. It's the Hideout, broadcasting live, extreme midget cage match wrestling. Talk about it. Hideoutheretics.net, fullballandaids.com, and realradio.fm. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, broadcasting live right now outside the back door at Sun on the Beach Ooh. in Old Town, Kissimmee. For the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling, as the um, comedy show is going on Mm -hmm. right now, and that's why we are relegated to the back doors. And then after that, from what I understand, we'll be able to go back inside once the wrestling actually starts and we begin to push this thing, J-Dub. Yes, we'll get back on stage, be able to tell you what's going on in the matches, what you'll be able to see on pay-per-view. All right, now one of the things that went on is that we had this whole thing planned where Anti-Babe, who are very good friends of uh, of the hideout, we're going to come out and do a little pre-party warm-up, Dubs. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the crowd excited. you got uh, the gorgeous women from Anti-Babe, and they're going to they're gonna do their thing, what they always do. And, and just talking to them, from what I understand, they were here on time. They, yes. they were here at 8.05. Mm-hmm. It just took a while for our guys to find them. I can understand because they're dressed in camouflage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're very difficult to find. Um, Not that they're wearing glitter head to toe. Or, you know, pink dresses mm-hmm. or leather cut-up dresses and boots. Or maybe the guy in the leather pants and the, I don't know, anti-babe shirt. <laughs> Could have given them away, but for a good 55 minutes, you know, they're hanging out. And that whole time we're like, hey, we're the anti-babe girls. We'll come back with them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Crack staff, what happened? I, hold on, Dubs. Do we have any mics? It, it's me, mm-hmm. it's Dubs, and now I look around, <laughs> and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, count them, could be producers. and not. Well, a, I have one of them to work right now. Uh, he's holding my, my stuff so I don't have to put it in my pocket. Manhole? Manhole's holding your, actual, your mic batteries. Yes. So here we have, but uh, the potential of six would-be producers. That's 12, quote-unquote, producer eyes. And Matt has an advantage because one of his is lazy and wanders yeah, he can, off. You can see almost like, uh, he, like behind his back. He has that extra peripheral. Does anybody want to step up and explain what happened? No. Tommy Bateman. Uh, Dubs handed me the phone, and at first I didn't know who was calling. So then once I figured out that it was AJ from Ante Babe, she said, Do you want to send Chunks out with uh, so we can get in? I said, sure. So I found Chunks, and I said, hey, they're coming in. So the buck has been passed to Chunks. So hold on a second. So now, as it turns out, Chunks was the one who knew that the anti-babe girls were here and sitting here at 8.05 when we mentioned and begged for the anti-babe girls. Is that true, Chunks? Um, sure. I think their clock might be a little off, but I ran out as soon as I got it, and the door back here was locked. I had to find the key. had a hard time finding the key, and I ran out with the key, personally unlocked it. Okay, now here's the thing, because this is the only door in the building. Mm-hmm. There's not five others. There's not five others that you could easily walk out of and around um, 50 feet. Chunks? Yeah, no, I came. I found them where they were as soon as they called me. Um, I came and got them, and they waited back here for a few minutes. I had to find the key. Got the key. I heard your story. What time does that bring us to? I don't know, but I don't. I mean, it, 
They were ready to go. So are you, I had are you, calling, right out, are you calling out the anti-babe girl? I'm just saying the watch might be a little off. I don't know, daylight savings time, something like that. All right, but. would somebody like to defend themselves from anti-babe as far as the quote-unquote watch goes? Absolutely. Well, first of all, in Chunks' defense, uh, I've seen at least six of you while we were sitting in that back room, while we were just standing there with nothing to do. I've Not seen us. It. All right, so it, no, it wasn't me. No, it, was, it wasn't you. You saw C-Lane. You saw, saw well, pillow pants. We saw him, and there was another guy that we saw. Okay, so it's not all Chunks' fault. No, by no means. All right, so. But we were standing. We weren't out here for a very long time, which is unfortunate because then I couldn't smoke. But we were <laughs> we were in that little alcove hanging out with the midgets for, for a while. Well, there's, there's an added bonus. They didn't really seem happy with our presence. <laughs> no, ours either, ironically. I don't know. Really? I'm trying to push it. So, now, Dubs? I think we have a possibility to try to solve this whole thing, and then we'll What's talk that? to the anti-babe girls. Uh-oh. <laughs> what time did the phone call from AJ come in to you? All right, I'll go to the answered one, because uh, she called once and I was on the air, and I didn't have anybody around to hand it off to. So this, so this will prove whose clock was off. Not that I really particularly are mad at you guys, because you guys are coming out here doing us a favor. 823. That was the second phone call. I do see there are two phone calls on there. That was 820. All right, 820. Here's Chunks at 826. Now, would you like to say something to the anti-babe girls? No, I mean, I feel badly. They were waiting a little bit to go on stage. I mean, they came out here, so I'm not going to get upset, but, you know, it's... Please, no. the exaggeration. I mean, all right. Now, thank you for creating great, interesting radio by yelling at them. No, no, we did call and say we were running on anti-babe time, and we were going to be about 15 minutes yes. late. So. Yes, I did get a call. I did get a call 8:05 saying they're running 15 minutes. Now, late. let me tell you what a real producer would have done, anti-babe girls. A real producer would have said, uh-oh, the beautiful ladies from Anti-Babe are running a little bit late. That's okay. They're gorgeous. They're going to put on a very good show once they get here because they always do. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to gather up uh, three of the other five morons who are standing around, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure everybody is ready so as soon as they get here, we can march right in, and those anti-babe girls can go on and do their thing. Or throw one of them outside just to walk around and say, hey, look for the glitter. Yeah. I was walking around for a little bit. I, uh, me, and, uh, lanes. me and Pillow Pants were uh, walking the line. Walking around getting hot dogs doesn't necessarily make it okay. Oh, I didn't have hot dogs. I had tickets. I was trying to get them inside, but uh, we didn't see them. Pillow Pants, would you like to step up? <laughs> it was not hot dogs. It was chicken wings, and there's a bone in Manhole's pocket. Okay, so see, now here's the thing. Again, Dubs, the crack staff. Now let's find out what's going on at Anti-Babe. Uh, again, it's like we're not even live on the air. It's not like you couldn't just tell one person. Jesus Christ. All right, it's the Hideout Broadcasting Live, Real Radio 104. Chunks, you got to handle that. Handle that stuff. Pretend like you're uh, a producer. Christ almighty. Just shoved to the side. Let's come over here. I, I mean, I don't understand what's happening. All right, let's talk to the anti-babe girls. What's going on, anti-babe? Oh, everything. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary on Friday night. So. What was the party like? Oh, it was at my house, so it was invitation only, and it was Where was just ours? Packed. Did you guys? Did we invited you? you. I, sent, I sent emails to you guys because it was Friends of Anti-Babe and Anti-Babe alum, and it was crazy. I remember nothing after 1 o'clock in the morning, and that's probably better that way. <laughs> wow. All right, see, Dubs, I had no idea that's yeah. what was going on. 
Again, my apologies. For some reason, all our signals are getting crossed up with anti-bear. Is the website up yet? The landing page is up on the website. Everything, we've been doing a lot of photo shoots, so it is antibabyinc.com. So you can go there, and there's something, there's some pictures, and it should be up uh, by September 29th, which is our 10-plus anniversary party, which will be at AKA Lounge. All right. I want to remember that one at the yes, least. Yes, definitely. The least, let's we'll try, be out there. Let's try to write that one down. Well, anti-babe girls, I don't know what you guys want to do. If you want to hang out, go inside, drink a little bit, mingle a little bit, make sure people know about antibabeinc.com. And all of that good fun stuff, Dubs. Let's take a break. Thank people out here. I mean, I do feel like I need to get some sort of like <laughs> anger and vengeance out. Yes. You know, I, w- I would like to be able to do something. Can you chunks up again? <laughs> See, here's the thing with chunks though. The, the problem with chunks right now is that he's pretending to go handle business. Mm-hmm. I see him over there pretending to handle business. So I don't know. Do you guys have any ideas? Who's your uh? Who's your uh, manslave you brought with you? Is this the same manslave from before? Steve. Mm-hmm. All right. Does Steve want to get punished? Would Would you feel like kind of being a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, like the patsy or something, just to make us feel better for our awful crack staff? Are you down with that? Yeah, I'm down. All right. Let's like I need let's to see, see something. I want to see somebody get hurt, but they don't get hurt at Anti Bay. But like to me, in my novice eye, it is like that would hurt me. Only if they want it. And it is possible if you want it. Even the dude. Uh, here's what's. Here's even what's, the dude is glittered. Yeah, even the dude is glittered. It has his nipples covered with the uh, with the electrical tape, which is pretty funny. It's you know, I don't know. Uh, wow. All right. I guess. Whatever. I, I'm just. Here's the reason why that shocks me. Because then I imagine my body, and like the glitter and trying to get it out, and also to like the tape. Oh, come on, girls! And immediately they come and rub and hug. And do you realize I still have this on my bag from the last time y'all came in studio? You look like a disco ball. Well, finally, I guess, with all the little extra. All right, let's beat this boy down anti-babe style, antibabeinc.com, just so that we can get a little bit of a uh, little frustration out. A little frustration out. What's going on, boy? All right, here we go. And here is uh, the boy is bent over the wood. Oh, wait a second. Anti-babe. So great. Who else here tonight, AJ, from Anti-babe? Oh, that's, uh... that's Miss Jody. That's our boss. And this is little Mary. Hi. Hey there, sweetie. How's it going? AJ, by the way, your photos on MySpace are just gorgeous. I find yeah, myself... Yeah, I commented on them. I, I look you. at them. I still have this thing for Miss Jody. And every single time I see her, it's like... You were staring earlier. I always do though. I always like. There's just something about her. Really she... nice, I'll show you my butt. <laughs> oh, she said if I'm really nice. She'll show me her butt. And if you come out to the 29th, she'll have an upgrade. <laughs> um, I definitely want to be at this next big anniversary party. I think I think that's the thing, Dubs. From now on, just terming everything an anniversary party. Everybody shows up to them. You know what I mean? Birthday like, anniversary. Like this would have been essentially a hideout. 16-month, 23-day anniversary party. Oh! He just got a good one. He's taking out all of our... Look at this poor guy trying to get by with beer. All right, why don't you go ahead and bring the beer by? It's important. That's fine. I think he actually wants in next. Antibabyinc.com. All right, Wild Bill, 
Wild you, Bill, would you like to take a little? Would you like some? Come on. Uh, wild we, Bill. Wild Bill. Wild <laughs> Bill. Wild Bill. Wild Bill. You can request. You can demand. And you can shout. But no. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. We finally you know found something Wild Bill won't do. But I will. <laughs> Let's reverse it. Oh, All right, now. Nobody beats an anti-babe. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You don't beat the anti-babes. They beat you. All right, Dubs, you want to take a quick break and come back? Yeah, let's do that. I appreciate you taking the uh, punishment. It made us feel better. On behalf of the rest of the staff who royally screwed up this evening. Anti-babe as usual, much love. We owe you one. Our apologies on the staff and everything else. Antibabeinc.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hideout Broadcasting Live, Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling at Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee in downtown Orlando. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Rowradio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. Check it out. It's, um... Broadcasting live. I guess I said downtown Orlando like an idiot earlier. Yeah, we're actually broadca- broadcasting live at Sun on the Beach. Old Town. Old Kissimmee. Town Kissimmee. Um, and we are outside right now. Yes, we've been pushed outside. All right, here's, <laughs> I, look, I'm, I have a new thing here in the hideout. I'm not going to pretend like everything's going the way I want it to go. No, not at all. So I'm gonna, Why should we? I'm going to give you the truth. Um, I'm going to say... Abortion, the abortion began about 45 minutes ago. Yes. And I think it is going to wrap up in the next 30 minutes. Yeah, we're going to probably end it up a little bit early because of some of the uh, technical and uh, just some stuff that we can't handle. Uh, I guess the anti-babe girls were hanging out right here in the back waiting for us. And uh, a couple of little midgets said, we don't need sluts around here. Look, here's the thing. Now, let me tell you. I, I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just shocked at the egos. Uh, let me tell you why, though. Let me. I'll explain what it is, okay? Midgets are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was talking about it earlier with the with the head midget, who was actually a nice guy. Yeah. Um, uh, very nice guy. Puppet the psycho dwarf. And I'm like, you know, when we were trying to get midgets for maybe any bits or stunts or any ideas, like we'd called around for midgets before. It's like it, a puggle. And it was like they're in high demand. It was what, like three hundred dollars yeah. an hour for a midget? Yeah. And so we we're like, oh, I guess that's out of the, you know, whatever we wanted to do was out. But you got to realize that when you got midgets, first of all, a lot of them don't have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. okay? Obviously not, because they're picked on their whole lives. But then conversely, they, um, they, if they are willing to take some abuse, yeah, and uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of take what they have and throw it out there, they'll walk around like they're rock stars. Yeah. Because technically they are. There's only so much talent that's out there. You only got so many beautiful girls who are allowing to whoop you in a legal manner, you know. And you only got so many midgets who are going to take any sort of uh, crap. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I'm telling you, a midget who is willing to take some abuse is probably a lot of times online or on par with like Tommy Lee. Think about a Tommy Lee. He's skinny. He's well endowed. And he can play the drums. How many guys are there out there like that? There are a few. It's the same thing with midgets. 
Now, look who has shown up. It is the soul brother, Kevin. Ooh. SBK is back here. Let's see if the soul brother wants to come over. And SBK, talk. come over here, bro. Is he running away now? Come here. Now he's running away. Hey, I, I bet you uh, during your live broadcast, we're not in the alley. Yeah, did Sloan Low kick you out to the alley like we're being kicked out? Although, from what I heard, the debauchery, because I was listening to the Burke Show today, the debauchery that went down on SBK Live Saturday night for, um, I guess it was your birthday, right? Yeah. I was out of town, so my apologies well, and happy birthday. Thank you. Have you ever broke a pig's neck? No, I haven't. I did. How'd it feel? Have you ever had crazy listeners lick pig juice off of your elbow? I can't say that I have. It was very, very, very erotic. Let me tell you, I got pictures and everything, man. It's, it's, it's... I didn't realize there were two T's. In the, uh... <laughs> That's a requirement now. Anytime you see me, I will have a roasted pig with me so I can snatch his head off and hold it up and claim victory. That is something, too, because if you were walking around with the head of another animal, it is like you're the king or you're the prince of the land. And, and you know, I'm not really into hunting and, you know, gutting fish and that kind of stuff, but it was something about looking that pig in his eye and snatching his soul right out of him. It wasn't alive, was it? No. Well, there's no soul there. Well, I mean, he looked alive. I mean, it looked like a pig to me. All right, so hold on a second. You had a dead pig. He wasn't dead. He was roasted. All right, hold on. Now, now wait. I'm thinking SBK was doing a whole Bubba the Love Sponge thing and breaking a live pig's neck. This is what he was cooked. He was ready to eat. He was ready to get put into a sandwich. What you, you beat up some ham. <laughs> yes. I ate his ham, too. Hey, but a lot of people didn't understand it was a roast. We were roasting a pig and celebrating a pig. All right, here's the thing, Dubs. We're stealing that bit. And you and I, we're going over to Kroger. And we're going to abuse the deli section. <laughs> It'd be like, SBK what? This is what we're doing. SBK what? Yeah, just uh, stop by some slices. Now, let me ask you, SBK, <laughs> what happened at the strip club? This is what I'm hearing. All of the craziness and the true soul brother Kevin came out. I crowd surfed at the strip club. No man has ever done that. In your underwear? Yes, in my, my own underwear, yes. So the soul brother Kevin, in his underwear, crowd surfs at a strip club uh, out in Cocoa Beach. Yeah, but to get you one. Um, uh, Wild Bill from Sales? Yeah, man, I climbed a pole. Apparently I had, we had this teeter-totter thing going on. Back of my neck smelled real good. It was all good, man. All right, so, brother, well, congratulations. So was it a birthday party? Because the SBK Live anniversary sure. was other, it was a birthday than... party. Oh, <laughs> that's what it was. What about the women? Tell me about the women out of Cocoa. Well, I don't remember. All you remember is that pig, huh? Look, I had a table for people that wanted to buy me drinks, and I I drank anything anybody gave me. What are you doing? And then I see that uh, Shannon is beginning to fall apart a little bit. What happened to Shannon? I was listening to the show today. I think he's got to get gallbladder surgery. Oh. Get it removed. It, it went bad on him. Every other host, Russ is okay, Shannon's messed up. You see my belly button? I got a, I got a, up your shirt. I got a man pawn in because, because it's just bleeding and leaking. It won't oh, stop leaking. We was born and it's so young, right? That's I, all you gotta do. I'm telling you, there's something incredibly wrong with what I got going on. By the way, if you're wondering what's going on, <laughs> yes, those are choppers. Yes, it's, we are outside. Uh, sun on the beach. It's we are in an alley. Hideout live broadcast in Old Town Kissimmee. But here's what I like, though. This whole thing. I feel like kind of, because when you come back on vacation, mm -hmm. you want to know what's going on. We were able to sit there and gossip with Russ and Bubba live on stage. 
SBK, come on over. You're known as the gossip man in the building. Yeah, give of course me, I am. Give me, give me some good gossip. All right, so I called in SBK Live a couple shows ago. I heard ago about that. Because he was mad. He played some uh, some audio from the hideout where I called him out on a couple Look, of things. I have no beef with the hideout. That's why I'm here to show love. That's why I love SBK. SBKLive.com? SBKTV.com, starting in September. All right, very good. Anything cool or interesting going on around the station because you're in the know? Yeah, we haven't been around for a couple weeks. Um... A lot of people getting it on up there. Really? Oh, yeah. You know how it is. Who's the latest couple? I don't know about couples. I just know, you know, some oh. of the, some some people like to party a little bit. See, that's you. Who all, get drunk. Who all came out to SBK Live's live, live broadcast out there? I, like who? Like who? You want to know? Like Black Bean or Black Bean Black was, was out there. there. Um, some sales reps there. I hear an old sales rep was out there. Sure. <laughs> I see. I, nobody wants to talk. I want to wow. have, have a real conversation. I want to know what's going on within, it all out there. within the halls of the Clear Channel compound. I'm sober. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so even when you're drunk, because you promised us some golden information. <laughs> this is why I called you out. You promised us some golden material when we were at the uh, Monster Anniversary show. You were like, let me get drunk. Let me get drunk. Let me get drunk. And then what happened when you got drunk? Uh, nothing. Because <laughs> as, as a Clear Channel employee... I found that it's better that if we work together. I just don't believe you. All right, let's take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout broadcasting live from Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. I'm sitting right over the dumpster. Yeah, we're, we're relegated <laughs> to the alley. <laughs> All right, I got everybody here, so I'm going to hold a little radio cord. Okay, let's do that. Talk a little radio for a second while Bill is here. By the way, I blame him for absolutely nothing, other than not being as entertaining as he has been before. Yeah. But that's not, not his fault. He's actually working out here. So Ed and all these you know, managers back at the building should actually feel pretty good. This guy's trying to handle some business. Chunks, too. All right, let me tell you, let me give you a little history of what's going on here. We are stoked. About being out here at Sun on the Beach mm -hmm. in the extreme midget cage match wrestling. It is a shock jock show's dream come true. And while Bill nailed it correctly, there is nothing better for this show than this event. And that Monsters got coupled in on it. Monsters, we got... Uh, What's up? We got the Monsters, we got... Um, we got a whole bunch of boys out here. We had uh, Russ and Bub out here. And this has just been a fantastic time. And, you know, it's just one of those things where right now, for the good of the show, mm -hmm. we can't go back inside. Not yet. Because I'll tell you what it is. The show's so intense. I mean, the show that's going on in there. I guess we sold out. Is uh, the, the show sold out? Yes, 1,500. All right, 1,500 people. All right, listen to that. The hideout has, along with the monsters, has sold out Sun on the Beach for the Extreme Midget Cage Match Wrestling. On a Monday night. Yes. This isn't a Friday night. This is Monday. This is a Monday night. 1,500. I'm not going to talk any trash for, uh, well, I will. And the Chris Gotti, our buddy from Sun on the Beach, doesn't have to say anything. But let's just say maybe another hack radio station was maybe involved with us in this event previously. Oh, were they? Yeah. They happened to be the ones who last time only got the 50 pre-sold tickets. Oh. They're the ones who last time. There was a good crowd. It was a great turnout. I mean, I, mean, it was, I don't know. It was, I don't know. About a third 
of what turned out tonight. <laughs> Nowhere near what the hideout was able to pull. You guys were amazing, man. So let's hear that, first of all, for the hideout, for the heretics. Let's give ourselves a hand. Yeah, thank you. Hell yes. From the alley. USA! 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 All right, Chris Scotty, we appreciate it. Thank you for your help, my friend. I could use appreciate one of those. it, bro. Um, but anyway, so but what, what what's, what's happened is that it is so sold out. It is so packed. Mm -hmm. It is so extreme. It's crazy. Because we're on terrestrial radio, we literally cannot afford to go back in that building. Right now. Uh, uh, you know, just because, you know, we want to keep our jobs. We want to keep broadcasting. So we want to be able to do another one of these. So that's that's what the problem is. And what needs to happen next time is we have to come up with a better game plan because mm -hmm. we sold the place out. Midget muzzles. Midget muzzles would be a fantastic <laughs> idea, Chris. Scott. Listen, you're on to something. A, a nice ball gag would be perfect for these little sons of bitches. <laughs> you don't speak for a living. We well, do. So keep it to us when it's on the radio. But I think next time, you know, we work out, you know, we saw what happened for the first go-around, and then next time we learn from this and we go from there. If there is indeed a next time, which I'd assume with the way things went tonight would be uh, It's going to be the first Monday of, of every month starting. Uh, after tonight, it's going to be the first Monday of every month. Wow. You guys are going to be out here with us, Extreme Midget Wrestling. All right, hold on a second. The hideout just signed to a year contract uh, <laughs> for Extreme Midget Wrestling. Get the hell out of here. All right, Chris Gotti, thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so as you see, it's extremely successful. The problem is right now we're victims of our own success. How many times does that happen to you and I? I mean, literally in our careers, it's like you guys. Well, are doing... when you're this damn good, it really, really is uh, tough to live with yourself. You're doing so great. We're gonna put you on Sunday afternoon drive. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. That's a little joke for those of you listening in DC. Um, so anyway, regardless, I'm glad. You guys are so good. We're gonna have you open this club on a Saturday at 7 p.m. <laughs> Yeah, that actually happened to us once. This by far is one, it's still a fantastic broadcast because we're great broadcasters. But secondly, when we were green broadcasters, there's this time yes. in Washington, D.C. This is like our, actually our very first live talk show broadcast. It was our first live talk show broadcast at a club in downtown D.C., mm -hmm. which is dead on the weekend because everybody's out in the burbs. It was called Tequila Beach. Yes. It was a brand new place. We were opening it up. The broadcast started at 7. Mm -hmm. Okay. Doors didn't open till when? Like 11, I think. Like, so when the 10, show. 10, yeah. 10.30, like right before we're going off the air. And it was the week after the Super Bowl and the Janet Jackson boob. So literally, we couldn't do anything. You, you know, you had to, it was absolutely bleached out radio. Like, you couldn't do anything, you couldn't say anything because of all that. Yes, Matt Albert. I call it the Alamo because everyone just gave up at the end. You know, well, and here, here's what happened. We were hooked up to do a broadcast to a phone line yes. that any time a call came in or a credit card was run, we were knocked off the air. It's abs at a bar. Yes. Okay. So without, like, like it was just, it was no fail. There would be times, and I'm not kidding you, because... We were up on a platform that was, mm -hmm. and I guess... And we had to climb up this huge ladder to get there. I mean, we were like, what, nine feet in the air? Yeah, it was crazy. And we would talk, you know, we'd be going, we'd be talking, and let's just say, the, like, the last five minutes didn't happen. Yeah. We wouldn't know that we had been talking off the air for mm -hmm. five minutes. Yeah, Tommy Bateman. I remember Sideshow from D.C. was running our board, and he goes, I've gone through every single bonus spot there is at least twice. You guys keep getting knocked off. I mean, it was no fail. So, you know, and that I was... I would like to listen back to this sometime. I have it. You do? I like have the, it. Like the air feed from it? I have Ooh. that show. I, I, 
Where'd you, you guys ever out? had a situation like this though, to where you could not stay anywhere near the club? No, I'm there? telling you, this is this is you know proof positive on how big the hideout has gotten, especially in here in Central Florida, and with the help of the monsters in the morning, where literally a place as big and as cool as Sun on the Beach is packed to capacity, and just for the fear of the craziness that would go on, you just can't get back inside. You know what I mean? The the event is literally dubs, dare I say, too extreme for the hideout. Mm. I hate there, there. I'd like to record a nice hideout uncensored here. <laughs> and then, that would be very nice. And then just uh, play that back a little bit later on. So I need to hop back inside, guys. I want to thank you. Thank oh, you very much. Have Chris Gotti, son on the beach. Uh, we'll see you inside a little bit later. Old right. Town Kissimmee. We will definitely see you inside for the show because I want to check it out. But he's got to get back in there. Uh, you know, let me tell you who stepped up the best. Tommy is our director, so he hangs near us. He's always handling the immediate stuff. I definitely see C Lane as the producer of the night tonight. Really? C Lane wrote down all of the stuff when it came to the midgets for the interviews. It was good. It was he legible. He's all around his neck because he's sweating so bad. He's sweating. His diabetes has kicked in. <laughs> he needs a shot and uh, maybe a good night's sleep. I'm not going to get completely down on chunks because I know how crazy it is. Yeah. I'd have to say, all right, let's rank the producers. I think Tommy has been there for us. He was trying to get stuff going, mm-hmm. so I'll put Tommy at the top. I'm going to put C-Lane at a very close, maybe equal number one. Congratulations, C-Lane, the unpaid producer. I'm going to say next is probably Matt Albert. You know who I'm going with? Hmm. Napier, pillow pants. Because he was the only one able to swing the chair. He was able to swing the chair. And and, he took one that dented it. And he took the best best, uh, chair shot earlier. Problem is that he's pillow pants. And I don't know if that's necessary. Like, he stayed quiet basically the whole time, which is very, very nice. Okay, Pillow Pants comes in at second then. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put Matt Albert in at uh, next. For the plain and simple fact, he did a pretty good little out on the spot, you know, mm-hmm. in the line thing. The jumping on the stage was hilarious. That was at least fun. visually for us, we loved it. That was fun. Well, people hearing his knees knock against the stage, I think that was fun for you too. And he'll be crippled for at least next week. And I'm going to move over now to Chunks. It's now down to chunks and manhole as far as who's going to bring up the rear when it comes to the hideout producing staff. Here's who I'd like to put in at this spot. Promotions. Promotions <laughs> did a fantastic job. They were taking a lot of photos. They were making things happen. They were getting the crowd going, tossing out stuff. Promotions, uh, I'm going to put in that slot there. Okay. Next, I'd like to bring in Wild Bill. <laughs> I think Wild Bill from sales, uh, right along with promotions, he made the whole thing happen. That's why he's ranked this high. Yes. Otherwise, it would have been a little lower. Now we're down, bringing up the bottom. I look at Chunks, our producer, executive producer, and I look at Manhole, who really is having trouble focusing. I give Chunks my position. Um, I give Chunks my position. You can't. Doesn't work that way. Your opinion doesn't count that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. It was nice. <laughs> it was a gallant effort, but I'm sorry. Manhole gets the next slot for holding Dubs' battery pack. Yes. Let's hear it for Chunks coming in, bringing up the rear. I give Chunks my position. All right, already. I heard you. You're going to keep saying it till we knock you down, aren't you? That's what you're working. That's actually what you're working with. Well, I guess let's say our thank yous, because here's what we're going to do. We're going to take it to mixtapes for uh, hour 10, to be honest with you. Yeah. We'd rather go with the quote-unquote best of the hideout in the mixtapes for an hour instead of us sitting outside of a, uh, in the alley of a bar. 
So we'll just roll like that. And here's the thing. Tomorrow we're bringing it live. Yes, it's going to be hardcore tomorrow. Um, I don't know about hardcore, but it'll be good. Um, so that Hardcore is, information. Uh, that'll all be going down tomorrow. Here's the thing. I want to thank everybody from uh, Sun on the Beach here in Old Town Kissimmee. I'm not lying. I've never been in the. First of all, I've never been to Old Town Kissimmee before. Me neither. And I'm actually I, really digging it. I really like it. And then Sun on the Beach is a perfect venue to hold things like this. I mean, I, as you just heard, Chris Gotti invited us back for the first month, the first Monday of every month for a year. He just announced it on the air. So what I would like to do, maybe turn this into our Halloween spot mm-hmm. whenever the October one rolls up and roll with a little theme every year. I think that could be a lot of fun. September, we got maybe a little Monday Night Football. Mix that up in with a little uh, extreme midget wrestling. I think there's a, I see the wheels turning in Wild Bill's head already. So you you keep a thinking, my friend. Time. I will start working on it tomorrow. Very good. That's what I like to hear. I have a crew around the clock and around the world that works on such events. I swear to God, I'm plugged in. God. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, also, too, I want to thank Wild Bell. I want to thank the promotions team. I want to thank Terrific Tom, the engineer. I want to thank Mad Matt Mateo back at the uh, at the Clear Channel compound. He'll be running the mixtapes for the next hour for you. And uh, we will roll from there. Here's the thing. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Uh, go chat it up. Hideoutheretics.net, fullblownage.com, realradio.fm. Uh, wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannonburg middays. Phillips fall in the afternoon. It's only apropos. Hideout back at 7. <laughs> live in studio. Bringing the funny. Uh, we out, bitch. 5,000. Stay tuned for mixtapes. Hey, what's up, guys? What you got, dude? I think that, uh, what do you got charged for is somebody else that had a heart attack. Usually, that's what I'm thinking. That, that's what I'm thinking. Let me tell you this. I called in there and I said, there, because nitroglycerin is a thing for heart attacks, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I called there and said, I think there is a problem with my bill uh, that uh, I got charged for things that really uh, I didn't get service for. And they uh, asked me to name off some of the things, and I named off those two things, and I'm like, and I don't know what the rest of this is. And they told me, well, since you don't know what it is, you can't contest the bill. Well, what? Nitroglycerin and baby aspirin. If somebody has a heart attack at their house, mm-hmm. the paramedics and EMTs give them baby aspirin and nitroglycerin. Yeah. All right, that seems to suck. And thanks, Rob, that because you didn't know what it was, you can't contest it all? That's what they were trying to tell me. And I obviously said that's bull. Uh, Did you curse with them? Yes. Did you drop the radio card? No. I, Did you say, I, hey, I'm Justin Johnson. J-Dubs on the hideout, and you should listen tonight at 8 o'clock. I'm going to rip you a new one. You didn't it, You uh, You uh. didn't know when I came in, but you just opened a whole world of hurt over there at uh, Florida Hospital. Now, again, you went in for a pimple in your nose, and they're giving you stuff to treat a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Why didn't well, you snort Clearasil? Is there a chance? That's a good point. It cost you about four or five bucks. Do you think there's a chance, maybe, that you were about to have a heart attack and they saved you? No, because I did. I, I know what I was given there. So you had a heart attack. No, I didn't have a heart attack. I'm shocked. I, I didn't know it was that bad. I thought you, had, you were in better shape. Never had a heart attack. Fez, calm down. <laughs> and calm you, down. And you know <laughs> I'm not in good shape. Now, now, what pisses you off the most? Now, hold on. I remember you telling me that if you went to the emergency room mm-hmm. and you got it taken care of there... Mm-hmm. They said it's going to be 600 bucks. Yes. But if you pay right now. 300 now, it's all done. Yes, it's all taken care of. And, and now when I called and talked to him and told her that, uh, she's like, 
That's just an estimate. So $293.77 is an estimate. Wow. That's not true. How can that be an estimate? You should have said, I'm estimating I'm only going to kill 12 of you at the front desk when I come down there with a gun. Stop. <laughs> uh, hypothetically, though. Well, they're already in the hospital. I know. Works out well for hey, them. I watch ER. I know that it's, uh, it's a tough job. You're going to be like the nerd guy. You're going to be dead. And dealing with people like Dubs is not a fun job. What do you mean with like me? Because I know you're probably whining. You got something in your nose. I was not whining. I I was forced to go in there. I didn't want to do it. Probably had cat paws up in there. Mm. No telling what kind of dirty stuff you're into. Yum, yum. Chris on I-4, you work in an emergency room? Yeah, sure do. All right, help Dubs out. Yeah, can you tell me what some of the stuff is? He's a little dumb with this. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, the uh, you said it were at level three. Yeah, it's level three. So it's a, there's a it's a five level system. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three. One being the the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Two and three are low, and then four and fives are usually like urgent care, non emergency room type stuff. Okay. The uh, microbiology and gram stain. Mm-hmm. That's where they took the fluid from your pimple mm-hmm. and uh, sent it off to a lab somewhere. And they tested the fluid from it. I never uh, received any. Pretty expensive. I never received any uh, anything from uh, the. Did you authorize that, Dubs? I don't believe so. Uh, what's Maybe. the uh, level uh, intermed assist? I don't know what the, even that is. What did it say? Uh, Ed Love Intermed. A-S-S-I. Well, Dubs, if you don't know what it is, you can't contest it. Sure, I can. If you can't even read it. Uh, Chris, you have any idea what that is? I don't, I don't know what that one is. You uh, got me on that one. Oxacillin as well. Well, yeah, that's you. Antibiotic. Yeah, that's yeah, antibiotic. Yeah, but but the antibiotic I got was sulfamethox, which I was already charged for. It's just a different name for it, generic and. Uh, no, I, I know, but I, I have two of them on here, and I I know which one I took. I took the uh, sulfamethox. Hey, thank you, Chris. I don't know what to do. Not though. the oxacillin. Hey, let me get my buddy John Carter on the phone. I think Carter can help you. And if one pill of uh, oxacillin costs thirty-two bucks, would you rather work, getting ripped off? Would you rather work with a black doctor? Because I could get Doctor Pratt. He could help. I you would out. rather. I think Dove should get the chick with the cane. No, that oh. chick's a bitch. No, Weaver's just misunderstood. She's a nice lady. No. She'll help you out. That bald guy's a C. He's great, Romano. But yes. He had his arm cut off. You got to be patient with him. Have you got to the point where he gets killed by? Uh... No, no. You ass! My favorite episode was when Dr. Green got beat up by that gang member. I already saw that one. He gets killed? Romano gets killed? No. You're such an ass, I hate you. Oh, Helicopter he... falls out of the sky. I saw that one. No, I saw the one where he got his arm cut off. He gets killed by a <laughs> helicopter? Are you kidding? You mf or how dare you? Billy in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Billy? Hey, what's happening, guys? Good, dude. Hey, uh, I might be able to help you out there, J-Dub. Yeah. Uh, um, on the, I guess, an encounter form is what they typically call it. It's the, uh, the thing that got you is kind of like your uh, your bill. Mm-hmm. There should be, a, like, a five-digit letter coding that goes along with each of those abbreviated descriptions. Yes. You can actually go to uh, cms.hs.gov or go in, like, Google Physician Fee Schedule Lookup. And you can actually type the code in, and it'll pull up the full description to give you a better basis for what it actually is. Like Perfect. Like intermed, intermed assisting, that's probably, they have like a PA or a mid-level 
uh, nurse practitioner person and they're probably, you know, torquing on your nose or whatever, but uh, you can demand uh, all your medical records just like an insurance company would if uh, you had insurance and they denied your claim. Mm -hmm. And then just review all the medical notes and basically you can do uh, what would be equivalent of like a discovery, you know, and, and sometimes that'll get them to, to back right up. All right, no, no, wait, can you put him back in hold and have Matt grab that, uh, that website? website for him? All right, Matt, get the website for Dubs. Hey, thank you, Billy. Appreciate it. Thank dude. you. All right, I'm getting this. Punch Dubs for Why? me. Why? You told me Romano dies. <laughs> Damn you, dude. I love him. He's awesome. He's a prick. All right, that was actually my chick who said, punch Dubs for me. Because <laughs> we're both watching now on the DVR, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You know, if you need surgery, you prefer black doctors and get bitten for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kat, ladies first in Lake Mary. What's up, Kat? Thank you so much. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? Okay, check it out. Is it safe to assume that you have no insurance? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. Okay, so you're on a cash pay, cash pay basis. Mm -hmm. So what exactly, what test do they draw blood? I mean, I've worked no, in for years. What, what, what test? Uh, all right, they, what happened was they came in. Uh, took a needle, poked me once in the nose where the uh, the infection wasn't even at, so Correct. I was bleeding all over the place. And then they poked right, again, right. actually, where the infection is, and all this pus starts flying out of my nose. And uh, from there, they cleaned it out with a swab, and I think they may have taken a little bit of uh, the pus and gave me uh, my first uh, okay. antibiotic. That's okay. The gram stain mm -hmm. is the fact that they decided to swab or whatever the the actual pus. They, they okay. lanced it and they aspirated it for you. Okay. That's it. Did you get any meds? Did you get any? They gave me. Um, they gave pain? me. No, no pain medication. What they gave me was the sulfamethox uh, there, and then they gave me a prescription for which I went and paid for at a uh, pharmacist. I have, I have a strong feeling that you've been the victim of. What's called the cash pay. Just you are, you are a prime person for. We'll just get over on you. So we'll put what you're saying is now. the Florida hospital is a bunch of crooks. Hold on, we do a not. No, no, stop, stop. No, any such and I'm not either. Dubs isn't either. He's huh? act, and I, no, you're I not. Like, what? No, he alleges. No, I would actually like to say that for the most part, especially ER services. Whether you're on a fast track for minor emergencies like yourself, mm -hmm. and the sad thing is, is that we as Americans who don't have insurance will utilize the ER when we feel in trouble because we don't have any other options. We don't want to go pay a doctor ninety bucks to see us, and then uh, God knows what else. We want our stuff taken care of right now. I got to tell you this too. I got to say, you know, Weaver is dealing with cutbacks and budget issues, and she obviously she needs. Does too. No! No, she doesn't. She's alive in the Thursday ones, you ass. You're such an ass. I hate you. Thank you, Kat. There was a time where she was kidnapped, though, for a few episodes. Mm -hmm. Look, guys, give me one thing. I'm only four uh, seasons behind. Can you let me have it? We'll give you Golden Girls. No, that was in the 80s. You're right. welcome. Dubs, you know how I say we send this to? Who? Our friends at the Sales? No. Please, <laughs> it'll never get done. Uh, our friends at the Problem Solvers. I like that. Local 6. Is Jacqueline London on the case? Jackie. You're not, you don't know well enough to call Jacqueline. Jackie Ooh, London. I, I always say bye with kisses. I think we get the Problem Solvers. I do, too. 
I'll say this. I think it's your fault for not having insurance. Why? This is going to bankrupt you. A nose zit is going to bankrupt me? Take care of yourself. Don't be doing those dirty things with your dog. Whatever, butt lord. You have, uh, <laughs> you're about to have ass cancer over there. Come on, man. That's not cool. First you tell me Romano dies, and you go throw with the ass cancer card? Oddly enough, it was right after he found out he had ass cancer. Okay, I can't put that up. All right, let's take a break, come back. I seriously say we get the problem solvers on it, though. Say we get Ghostbusters on it. No, it's different. There's no marshmallows. I I had to save you from some sort of a libel suit. Why? You don't know that they're running a scam on you. They could have actually done all that stuff. No, I know they didn't do some of this. Bring it in here. Let me see it. I'm sorry, real fast. No, you're going to rip it. I'm not going to rip it up. It's your stupid... Bill, your hospital bill. Why would I rip up your hospital bill? Not like you're going to pay it anyway. <laughs> All right, let me see. Wow, that is a lot of stuff. All right, they did the drainage. I never contested the drainage. Damn, that level three emergency is uh, pretty intense. So $460 for just going in there and a level three? Mm-hmm. Add level intermission assistance, 250 bucks. You got the microbial. This all looks right, man. No, it doesn't. You're full of it. I love how they tell you, hey, it's going to be uh, $600. But if you pay $300 now, you're off the hook. Mm-hmm. Then you then I get a bill for another 800 Next week, it's going to be seven more hundred. When is this due? The 25th? Yeah, they give me a long time to do it, don't they? <laughs> Sons of bitches. It's a good thing you got good credit and you can get a loan. <laughs> Oops. You want to call him? I already did. They were mean to you, huh? Yeah. Did you say, hey, I'm J-Dubs? No, I never threw the radio card out there. Why didn't you? Because I was too pissed to. I think it would have been funny. I was to... swearing like a sailor. What kind of bombs did you drop? F-bombs, S-bombs. Really? Was it a man or a woman helping you? Chick. See well? No. I didn't get that far. She started apologizing at the end because she knew she was being an ass. What are you bitching about? Aspirin's like 34 cents. The nitroglycerin was 76 but cents. That, those are not the, the problems right there. Oh, yeah, it's been a buck ten. What I'm saying is that if there's a couple things on there that I know I didn't receive and the rest don't. I'm going to do you a favor, dog. Don't rip up. You don't even need to pay it. You I can't wait. I'm going to spoil every ER uh, episode for you. You don't even you. need to pay it, dude. Look, I've taken care of it. You're a dick. Here you go. S- mail this to the Florida hospital and be like, this is what I think. This is what I think your 76-cent nitroglycerin. Right here. I'm standing up for the man. I'm standing up for the little people who don't have insurance. There you go, dubs. Now we can throw a party with this confetti. This confetti courtesy of the Florida Hospital. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. You know there are always medical cutbacks, though. I mean, these things happen. Sure, why but I shouldn't have to be a victim of it. Why don't you just pay? Now it seems like you should have gotten insurance, huh? Insurance? If you had had insurance, it would have covered all that. You would have paid about the same amount, and you'd have been in the free and clear. And you could have gotten your teeth done, maybe getting your eye, gotten your eyes checked. I don't need my eyes checked. But now, Perfect vision. now you're stuck with an $800 bill that I don't know how you're going to pay. That's your monster cruise money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
What are you going to do? You know, sometimes you feel helpless. Mm-hmm. One time, um, at one point when I was married in Michigan, my chick at the time had to have a uh, go to the go to the hospital, go to the ER, and I actually knew the doctor, Doctor Ron. Been he, on the show before. He he ordered some stuff for her. Uh, it was like a kidney thing. It's some sort of an X-ray or something. I don't know. Yeah. A- MRI something. And the insurance. See, my problem is with the insurance company. Because we had a hack little BS insurance company with our crappy radio station in Michigan. Which was more expensive than any insurance I've ever seen in my life. And they wouldn't cover it. Even though they said it was an elective procedure, getting the MRI or X-ray or whatever (laughs) it was that the ER doctor requested. That it was elective so they wouldn't have to pay for it. How is that elective? 2500 bucks. Jesus Christ. I mean, dude, I don't know. It, I'm telling you, the insurance thing is one of the biggest problems we have in this country. One of the biggest. And, you know, people like Dubs are left out. Yeah, the little guy. You're not little. You got a big screen TV. You got two pets. You got a hot chick. You're not suffering. I am, too. My nose was hurting me. You got a nice car. <laughs> I drive a big kid touch van. See? Fits you. Colleen in Altamont Springs, you're in the hideout. What's up, Colleen? Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to tell you about my fiancé's experience with uh, the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he had this weird illness where he would he was passing out. He couldn't remember the day before. Um, for, like, two Jeez, weeks be- he had this. Finally, he went, we went to the hospital. We went to the ER. Mm-hmm. They kept him there for a week, did every single test they could do on him, um, left us without a diagnosis. Um, and he didn't have insurance, so we got billed $16,000. Oh, God. <laughs> and he lost his job because he didn't have a diagnosis, and he works construction, oh. and he couldn't go back to work unless the doctor said it was okay. Now, what did you, uh, did you stay with him? Yeah, I'm still with him now. Oh, that's cool. At least you stuck by him. What's he doing now? Um, he works at a call center now instead of construction. Falling asleep um, there? Sorry? Is he still falling asleep? No, he's better now. It, it it got better. We think it might have been stress-related, but we couldn't go see the specialist um, to get the diagnosis or to get the other tests done they wanted to do on him. Because... No, because you guys are already $16,000 deep. Well, not only that, that... But, but you have to have insurance before they'll take... Like, I've noticed that lately because i got to go get my colonoscopy next Monday. Right. Christ. But, they're... <laughs> but before they allow you, they say, hey, you got insurance. If you go yeah. to a specialist, you have to pay... a for this specialist they told us to go to, you had to pay a $500 upfront fee to see him without insurance for the 10-minute consultation. Oh, 10 minutes. Whoa. 500 bucks for 10 damn minutes. Yeah. Uh, that, and um, when we called them, we called them to try and work out a payment plan or something, and they told us, um, I'm sorry, you have a debt and you have to pay in full. <laughs> and now we just got the collections notice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, good yeah. luck, sweetie. Get the problem solvers on your case, all right? Yeah, I think I'm going to call him. All right, thank you. I'm telling you, man, let's kick it all over the problem solvers. Our buddy's over at Local 6. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's... This affects so many people out there. It does. I mean, Tommy, I know you've had some issues, too, with insurance. You didn't even want to play in the media bowl for no. fear of getting hurt. And yet I was the only one that did. Yeah. Sorry about it. Learn how to catch. In practice, by yeah. the way. Yeah, learn how to catch. No one got hurt during the game. It was during practice you jammed your finger. Here's here's you guys. You you gotta be there. You're gonna save the team. You gotta be there. Well, here's me. Um, I don't think I'm gonna do anything good, but okay, I'll show up. Here's me when I got there. 
Yeah, I should have just stayed home. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Dave and St. Cloud, you're in the hideout. What's up, Dave? Dave. Oh, Dave had something good. Yeah. Oh, there you oh, are. Oh, there you are. All right, go ahead. What were you hey, going to say, Dave? Screw, screw that bill, man. They can't they can't hold uh, a bill for going to the uh, emergency room against you on your credit or anything, dude. So screw them, dude. Go on the monster cruise, man. <laughs> I, now, I did not know that. Is that true that it can't be held against you on your credit? That would be amazing if that was true, but now, I doubt it. Well, now I think about it. I don't know if I was actually putting that bill that I was talking about earlier. Mm. And I, my credit's just fine. Oh, wow. Now I think about it. Yeah, I don't think that really. See, no, I, that's not true. Well, it might be different in different states because I went to the emergency room before and I had insurance at this time. Uh, but for some reason, the insurance got messed up and uh, I had like this $100 bill, not very much, uh, waiting for me. And uh, the, the insurance was supposed to cover it, and they didn't. And I found out like a year later that it was on my credit report. All right, well, maybe not then. I take all that back that I just said under my breath. Chunks, you had this issue, too. You don't have insurance, right? No, I do, man. Oh, you do? So you go to the ER, it's okay? No, not really. The thing with mine is like I can't really afford like uh, like good good insurance. I mean, I, I guess it is good, but it's more for like if I get like uh, in a car accident Something or I need huge. surgery. Yeah. Because there's a big deductible. I think it's uh, like a couple grand. So I have to go spend uh, like two grand before the insurance starts kicking in. But if you need a surgery that's like $30,000, you know, yeah, you got to get both it. legs cut off. You don't want to pay for that. That's just a bummer. Uh, Dubs, I don't know what to say to you, bro. I feel for you. I've, everybody has been there where you feel like you're just, it's your health. Mm-hmm. For you, it was a stupid pimple in your nose. It got infected and started going everywhere. And, and it could have made you blind. It could have... Giving you brain damage. Although, honestly, I mean, maybe it would have helped me speak better. Maybe. You never know. Usually when people go tarded, they uh, they speak worse, but it could have helped me. Did you really just say go tarded? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just checking. Sometimes you have to with me. I understand. Go tarded. Tarded, yeah. Wow. And welcome to mid-Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much pop. I hate mid-Michigan, and I hate you. Want to go have a Verner's? What does that mean? Matt in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Matt? What's up, hideout? Go ahead, dude. Uh, here's the thing, man. I just tried to buy a house and had to get my credit my credit checked, and I had several unpaid medical bills. It absolutely goes against your credit, man. Yeah. No way around that. All right, so you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Basically. No, mo- no monster the, You know, the, the whole thing is I've finally gotten my credit kind of under control and started to fix it. And something like this happens. Did you clean your nose, bro? I do clean my nose. I'm picking it every day. Dude, Matt Albert got a lot of money. Maybe if we, like, walked from the hospital to the state. <laughs> All right, Dubs. That's your thing. You're going to do laps around the Florida hospital. I'll sponsor you a dollar per lap. Really? Done. Please. Here's a buddy Fez in Orlando. Fez, you're in the hideout. Hey, uh, F.A., how's it going? All right, go ahead. Uh, but who, that, that last caller say, or one of the last callers saying about your, uh, your medical bills not going on your credit, he's full of crap. It does go on your credit. Oh, man. You know, it, it, you, I, it might have uh, been that way a while ago because I know for a while there, like, uh, student loans wouldn't go on your credit if they went to collections, but that's all changed over since, mm-hmm. since everybody has bad credit. All right. Well, uh, I don't know what you to do. I don't know what you do. Here's what I think you do. 
I think you go and you get a nice shotgun, put it in your mouth, and show them who's boss. And but that's just going to put my chicken more debt. It's not her problem. You blow your head off and tell them, hey, you can't fix everything. You ER doctors with all your fancy uh, charges. Yeah. See if you can fix this one. Bang. Right through the roof of the mouth. Who get charged for the cleanup? Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for you. I really do. It's uh, it's terrible. You should do a fundraiser. You really should do a fundraiser outside the Florida hospital. I should just sit there with uh, one of those milk jug things with my own picture on it. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I refuse. That, no, just listen and tell them you're going to pay them $10 a month. They can't send you to collections, and it cannot go on your credit report as long as you pay $10 a month. Right, that's not a bad idea. For the rest so of my damn life. As, it, I know, but it doesn't matter. They can't take you to collections, and then you're screwing them, basically. Even though you're paying them. You're still not What going if I just to... do a penny a month? Well, you should do at least 10, dogs. Why? Well, I because I know that when I had my children, or like when I had my one, my first child, I had a hospital bill because I was there for four days. I had a hospital bill of like $3,000. And then by the time my insurance covered part of it, I was down to like $1,000. And I told them I could, because I told them I was on maternity leave and with my job, I can only pay them $20 a month. $3,000 for a baby? I got 1800 almost for a damn zit in my nose. Well, clean yourself. Thank you, Ashley. It was pretty big. It was almost the size of a baby. Yeah, your head. nose swole up, dude. Yeah. I, I may have missed it, but, Dubs, did you have the like original receipt that you signed on? I mean, if you sign something with... <laughs> I, I know it's somewhere. My chick doesn't let that stuff just get thrown away. I mean, because if you sign something, they can't just charge you on top of that, can they? Oh, watch them. Well, I mean, he had a heart attack, so he wasn't really... I did not coherent. have a heart well, attack. Well, why else would you have baby aspirin and nitroglycerin? I didn't. That's the problem. Oh, you had a heart attack? No. Oh, never mind, dude. They should charge you as much as they can. They saved your life. Yeah, I mean, getting a, a pacemaker put in at your age is fairly expensive. There's no pacemaker. Roger. Real fast. I see fast. you pacing over there. Go ahead, yeah. Roger. Yeah, I was calling about his medical bills, mm -hmm. about on his credit report. Yep. It's physically on there, but it's not used against your credit score, your total credit score. So it's, it's, put like on your, it, it's put on the report, but not the score. That's right. They can physically see it, but they can't use it as a determining factor. And just like anything else on your credit, if you don't want it on there, all you have to do is file a con contest it with, all the, uh, with the three major credit reporting agencies. And whoever you contest your bad credit against, they have 30 days to respond. If they don't respond within 30 days, it's automatically pulled off your credit report. All right, Dub. See, people are coming around. Heretics helping you out, man. I don't know why you're bitching I do so much. No, I'm not bitching at the Heretics at all. They're doing great. Some of them work at the Florida Hospital Whatever. in billing. I'll smack them. Look, I don't, I've wasted enough time on Dubs and his crybaby. I can't wait for your butt to get on the air. Can't wait for Butt Boy to start talking about his butt stuff. There's that wit. What are you talking about back there? Get on the phones, you retard. <laughs> Big black idiot. At least I'm not... Oh, why the race? Because I felt like it. Oh. Sit down. At least I didn't have a heart attack. I didn't. Ouch. You just... What? All of a sudden, now you're a Napier. Now you found your Napier. Good. Matt Albert. Great. Now he's going to come running in here. Heard his name. Dude, he's going to hurt you. I don't know what you did, Matt. Stupid. We need to just pace ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right, Dubs. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best. I'm sure you do. I don't want you being stuck on that, man. I want you to come with the Monster Crew. Scott in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Yeah. Uh, it's following up on Ashley's where they said you make the payments towards your debt or whatever. If at any time the company decides to not accept that payment, it's considered paid in full. Okay, so if they decide they're not going to take your money, you're all done with. Right. All right, Dubs want yeah. Well, then offer them a penny. If they decide they don't want the penny, <laughs> then you're out. We're not going to. Seems it. too easy. Maybe. Everybody be doing that. Well, maybe not everybody knows. You have the power of the radio. Everybody would know that. Which I can't believe, by the way, you didn't drop the radio card. I would have instantly dropped the radio card. What would that help in that case? Tell them to listen. They don't want any bad publicity. That's the last thing the Florida hospital wants is bad publicity. Some shock jock ranting and raving about a pimple in his nose. Where else are you going to go? There are other places around, aren't there? Walk-in clinics. Isn't there a county hospital around here, too? Florida Hospital isn't the county hospital, is it? I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe not. No, I don't think. I think the county hospital is like on Orange Avenue. I know there's some like heart specialty place near where I live, Dubs. You should have gone there. Why? I didn't have a heart attack. Obviously, you did, according to your bill. According to my bill, yes. Dave in Melbourne. Last last word on this. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Chris from Melbourne. Oh, okay, ahead, Chris. Chris. I agree with the other two callers about paying the minimum minimum each month. Do that. And uh, I have a quick story here. My personal doctor cannot take care of me according to his insurance company because they have the almighty power to tell him what prescriptions he can and cannot write. Yeah, that's part of the problem, too, and we've gotten into that a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Move on here to uh, Napier versus Bateman. Okay. Now they've been feuding. It's all on the podcasting mm-hmm. on iTunes. He gets qualified, uh, Matt Albert. Casey does. Sorry, Dave. He didn't even really accomplish it anyway. You guys have been feuding because of Jack Napier talking trash about Bateman. It got a little bit more intense last night. No one is here to save you. So watch your words. I guess there was a bit of an update because Tommy said he, uh, you had some dirt on Napier. Yeah, I do have a little bit of dirt that he doesn't want certain family members knowing. What? I'm just going to save that for a certain phone number I have. Well, we need to know. Uh, well, let me ask you, Napier, do you have any idea of what it could be? He shakes his head Not on really. the radio. All right, nice. So you don't know what the... There isn't anything that maybe you're doing that you think you're... Like family wouldn't want... Is it family, you said? Possibly. All right, then maybe your family wouldn't want you to know about? There's nothing I could do that my family wouldn't forgive me for. Okay, what are you doing now that you think they would need to forgive you for? I honestly have no idea. Tommy, any hints as to what it could be? No, I'll just let them think about it. It's a good one, though. Is it something that could get them in a lot of trouble? Apparently. Now, why did you go digging for this information on uh, the intern Napier? Why not? I know you guys have been feuding, but is this for leverage of some sort? No, I just like to make his life hell. Now, do you want him to apologize to you? Because no, I want him to not talk to me and uh, not come around me, ever. But he has to learn back there how to run the board. <laughs> yeah. How to screen phone calls. Oh, yeah, he's done a great job of that. Well, he's just starting. Yeah, he's, this is only day five. I mean, he literally started a week ago Wednesday. 
Well, I guess his mouth uh, wrote a, a, a check that his ass can't can. I pulled a Napier. Damn it! See why I don't want him around? So, is there any way we can get you guys together, or no? No. It's all, all hope is lost. Maybe if he changes his attitude. All right. What's the problem with the attitude? Well, apparently, I need to be put in my place, even though I am above him. Around yeah, here. I've heard that a couple of times too. That you needed to be put in your place. Yeah, but those people don't work here usually. Mm-hmm. But now someone who you're trying to teach wants to put you in your place. Yes, and if, if we're going to put anyone in his place, I'm putting him in his place. With this bit of information that you've got. Just in general. And this information just is more fun for me to hold over him. Napier, does that bother you at all that Tommy's done some snooping on you? It's kind of weird that he was, you know, actually going that far into it, mm-hmm. that he'd be that obsessed. It's really, really odd to me. Why is it odd? What makes it odd? I don't consider it that big of a deal. Go ahead. You have uh, a little more time in the music. Oh, that's really it. I just don't consider anything that big of a deal. As far as what you're doing? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Is it gay sex? No. You sure? Yes. Okay. Tommy, is it gay sex? No comment. All right. Well, I just want to see if we get you guys together. Oh, there might be pictures, actually. Pictures of what he's not... Of what the family would be upset about, or... Could be his family, could be someone else. Would Jesus frown upon it? Yes. Damn, dude. You sure it's not gay sex? I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no. I didn't say yes, I didn't say no. All right, Dubs. Well, I don't know what to do with those two. Napier, is there any uh, chance of you changing your attitude with Bateman to kind of start uh, maybe getting on his good side? Repair this uh, broken... I tried to be friendly with him from day one. I'm still you know, more than willing to be friends with him, uh, shake hands, hold things uh, done as far as I'm concerned. But I'd still like to do the whole hideout fight club three thing. You really almost, you almost had, had it. it. You almost were out of the woods there. Can't do it by myself. Don't hold it. It would pretty much just end there, too. I, I I have nothing, like, against him, really, other than that. Then wanting to fight him. Have you ever noticed that Napier makes a really odd face when he talks? Like, almost like a frown? <laughs> Honestly, with the, the way he talks, I can't even stand to look at him. He does, like, this frown So thing, are you going to challenge like them this? to fights now? Because that's basically the same thing I said about you. Did you talk about his frown when he talks? Just the whole way he talks. Can we get a video of it? It's just, it's very interesting. You got to know that, Napier, right? That and his hair. I don't know what he does with his hair. hair, who cares about it? It's just so odd that it makes me chuckle every time I see it. Whatever, we're straight guys. I don't care about his hair. But the the frown talk is weird. Mm -hmm. All right, look at me, Napier. Give him something. No wonder it's Jack Napier. You're the freaking Joker, man. You're real odd. Give him one of our reads to read. (laughs) All right. Watch his face while he reads. Do we have a read? Oh, hold on a second. Give him right. one of the commercials. I'll give him one of these things. Talk about Ace Combat Zero, that second one right there that I've got. Make it good. I need an air check. Yeah, air check it. All right, go ahead. Dude, don't pause. Just, Just read it. Ace Combat Zero, the Belkin War for PlayStation 2. Ace Combat Zero returns with all new fights, action, experience. Fifteen years prior to the events in an Ave. Uh, Combat 5, Ace Combat 0 reveals the events that led to the Balkan War, plus you are qualified to win a grand prize, a gaming speaker system. Pick up your copy of Ace Combat 0, brought to you by Namco. 
right, make sure we get that one to the uh Yeah, send that one right away. People. I look at the weird smile. What's up with this kid? You're freaking me out, bro. Man. Stop with the smile. Stop smiling. There's nothing to smile about. Did you put the Joker makeup on earlier? That weird acne cream that makes you smile and then dies? Christ almighty, look at him. He can't stop smiling. Stop laughing. It's not funny. Why are you frowning now? Don't frown. Just not make a gesture with your mouth. Turn your mic on. You, When you hit off, it stays off. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's wrong over there? You boys seem to be hating him. What's the problem? Matt, Tommy? Nothing. Tell Go me, ahead, tell, Sam. Tell, tell, what's wrong with Napier? Just him. His smile, his hair. Just the way he doesn't turn on his mic when he talks. Mm-hmm. He, Why uh, he turns it off every time, I don't know. I don't Well, that's kind of uh, learning from Chunks. Chunks is doing that for a while. Chunks still does it. I don't understand that at all. John in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Go ahead, dude. Hey, how much of a pussy does Tommy Bateman have to be to handle like a little girl where he's got to go get information on a guy that, that he's scared of, apparently? All right, now, that bring, now, Johnny, bring up interesting points. A, Tommy, are you scared? No. Uh, B, all right, here's what's funny. I just saw Tommy. Tommy, you are such, you have issues, dude. Uh, real fast, you got a couple when of issues. When did I say I didn't? He immediately looked over to see what John's phone number was. What are you doing? You gotta stop that. Why do you do that? Let me ask you. Why do you immediately go for like the secret information or the phone number, or something to scare people? And there's Matt writing it down for Tommy. What are you talking about? I would never do that. You can't do that. What are you? What are you gonna do with it? I'm not gonna do anything. Why do you have it? Give it to me. I don't have anything. Give it to me. I hear the paper. Oh, don't let him in here. Oh, now he just you? now he just stuck it down into his pants. Dubs, do you not find that odd at all that this kid gets all sorts of information on people and just holds it? I don't understand why. I don't understand. I, and I've been telling them anything he could do with any information like that or any uh, kind of fighting he could do would not be worth the trouble it would be in the end, and it wouldn't make you feel any better in the end. Maybe immediate relief, but... Is that what it is? It makes you feel better of, hey, I've got something over that I can hold over you? All I'll say is I won't be doing anything with this phone number. Well, no nobody's going to be doing anything. We can't have people afraid to call in. Exactly. I don't know what is Sleep going tight, on. John. <laughs> no. Don't be You better threatened. stop. Seriously, you better stop. All right, hold on. John's back. Go ahead, John. All right, listen here, you little midget. <laughs> oh, he got hung up on. Uh, Sorry. Don't, hang, on. don't John, hang up on the listeners. John, call you want, back. You want me to call him back? No. no. Do you have his number? No. John, call back. Look, guys, I don't know what kind of weird, sick games you play. Or you guys are playing, but we've told you the games we do. Stop! It's really unhealthy and uncomfortable, and probably borderline illegal. It's fun though. We're gonna make him cry. No, you're not gonna make him cry. Yes, we are. Not only that, he gets the phone numbers, and then he he downloaded that Google Earth where it gives you, like, the up-close satellite Shut up. image Shut up. of, like, the houses Shut up. where these Shut people up. live after he finds them. How can them. you get that? Google Earth, God. dude. It's been out. Shut it's great. You can up. zoom in on Just anything. Just with a phone number? 
You could zoom in on anything. Address. You don't need to know the phone number. You could type in the community they live in. If he knows the where the, the, the shopping center around him, he'll find out the house that, that person lives in. Stop giving away secrets. You guys, hold on a second. This You're not is... seriously doing this, are you? I use Google Earth a lot to look at things back home. <laughs> what the hell? I have to find things. Oh. You guys are not good together back there. I don't like it. That's why I tried to make the move earlier, because I know they're dangerous. Immediately, John calls in, says something that Tommy doesn't like. Matt goes over, writes it down. Tommy looks over for the phone number, and bam, there it is. We got a whole little system back there. Look at the two of them giggling like schoolgirls. Over something that's very disturbing. I mean, more than very disturbing, it's... Criminal. It's wrong. I know you guys have done this multiple times to other people. And look at them laughing at their past conquests. No, we haven't. It's craziness. Anybody want to ride down to Tennessee? No. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm a little fan. All right, you know what? You guys have so many issues. And here's what... Here's My friend Sarah Braden is on the case. Stop. That's all I'm saying. Where, where's Kimmy Cahill? Dubs. These kids. We're stuck. Uh, we're stuck with them. We can't have them back there. I know handling people. But what do we do? Do we put chunks of Napier back there and have those two sit in the office? And then imagine what they're going to collect on us. Imagine the three hours that I move Tommy into the office and what he's doing. What he's writing down in his little Hefe book. Do you have a Hefe book? Of course he does. No, it's all in my head. Of course he has a Hefe book. Hefe made bigger, big points with me yesterday. He bought me some snack crackers. What do you mean, snack crackers? Well, then you're, At 7-Eleven. You're getting mm -hmm. the whole box, then. Mm -hmm. For something else, actually. Napier, does this not scare you at all? There's nothing he can do that would scare me. You you really think so? I'm just not a person who's afraid of things. So, all right, so what do you think, what scares you the most then, Napier? Other than drowning, nothing I can really think of. You realize now he's going to try to find a way for us to do a bit with you in a kiddie pool, and Matt's sitting on you. Probably. <sighs> all right. Well, there we go, Dubs. I don't know what to do. I hate the fact that we're afraid of our own staff. And they are collecting uh, information on listeners. How? I... That's the most disturbing part. Oh, I haven't collected any information on anyone. Me Please. either. I just saw. Th that I was just saw. a prize winner. No, it wasn't. All right. John won a prize. All right, hold on. I'm going to write down at least. I'm going to say one, two... Three, I think at least four bona fide listeners these guys have done this for. Yeah? At least four. Right, I'm going to say it into your talk back row. Okay. All right? Hold on, Sam. I'm going to turn my mic off. Listen to them giggle. Why don't you guys giggle at your exploits while I'm talking to Dubs in the talk back? I'm trying to think. Are you, are you think, sure, think it was only five? I, I, I think thought it was more about seven. I think it was around eight. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's only been in, what, two, two and a half years? Oh, you think yeah. of that? Did you hear those, yeah. Dubs? Yeah, yeah those are at least. They're, they're saying back there at least seven. Are there some that I missed? I don't know. I didn't hear who you said. Tommy? <sighs> All right, you know, whatever. I'm going to move on. You know what's creepy is uh, I'm going to get Chunks a little assignment when he goes back to D.C. You better not screw it up either. Real, real Radio 104.1.
That's going to do it for the hideout tonight. I'm Matthew Irvin. Wake up with the monsters in the morning, followed by Shannon Burke. Then the one and only Phillips File and the hideout will be live in the studio tomorrow night. Stay tuned for Real Radio Rewind, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Five thousand.